Rob Zombie. There he is, singing in his heart out. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Right. Let's see, what are we going to talk about today? So much to go through, so much to talk about, so many different things happening. Uh, I'll start off the show with a little um, uh, something you can watch on our app, the SiriusXM app. Go to the Howard Stern section. Um, There's a uh, guy I got turned on to when we had on... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Um, When we had on... (laughs) <laughs> Listen, Robin, you got to learn to uh, not laugh at people with affliction. Um, when Who we went had to on the wedding, me or you? <laughs> no, well, I had plenty of discussion about you at the wedding yesterday. Boy, oh, boy. my ears were burning. <laughs> I hope so. My wife was in shock. Can you believe Robin went to a wedding? I go, no, I don't want to talk about it. It's absurd. There's a reason she didn't tell me in advance. She's playing with fire. And that's it. No, I couldn't believe it. An indoor wedding, no less. The wedding was outdoors. The reception. No. Was well, okay. All right. I don't even want to talk about it, and never bring it up to me on or off. I know. Air. I said he probably hates me now. I mean, I don't the, hate the, you. The, the I'm concerned. Well, it was you, what you said was. Do you know how hard I fought to keep this woman alive? That's right. That's right. I did it. say that. Yeah, you blew it. I mean, why am I wasting my time on you? You have a death wish. You're like uh, Evil Knievel over there. But um, I bet you you didn't discuss it with Dr. Agus. I know that. No. No. I'm no. an adult. I'm 26 no, but, now. I'm a man. Yeah, but you've uh, you discussed everything else with Dr. Agus, but it's funny how you kind of spaced out on that conversation, huh? It wasn't a space out. Mm-hmm. All right, we you don't need to talk to, about it. You, you do your thing live over your there. Life. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you. I, I, uh, okay. He's washed right. his hands of me, folks. I'm done with you now. <laughs> it's a, it's very liberating. I'm done with you. <laughs> you know what you're like. I said to uh, my friend, you're like a rebellious teenager. That's what you're going through. You're like That's in right. um, you're like in Flowers to Algernon when the guy finally went from being retarded, then he had a super brain, and then he rebelled. That's what's happening to you. <laughs> anyway, I do want to tell the audience that when Ed Sheeran was on the show, he I said to him, who do you like? Who are, your, uh, who are the musicians that influence you? And he said, um, I like this guy, Foy Vance. I had never heard of Foy Vance, but I figure Ed Sheeran knows what he's talking about. And he said, this guy's my longtime friend. He's great. He's a collaborator. And he really, he should be famous. Uh, Foy Vance recorded uh, Be With Me and Signs of Life at the Sirius XM Garage in L.A. That's our other home in L.A. And this exclusive performance is now on the Howard Stern section of the Sirius XM app. Uh, these, this weekend on Howard 101, Foy Vance is hosting Saturday Soundtracks. He's picking some of his favorite musical moments from my show and playing them for you. So there you go. Mm. <clears throat> Let's see. Songs in the third column. Let me see what this is. Yeah, this guy's good. How you wanna be with me? Do you wanna bomb around this town? Do you wanna be with me, baby? Do you wanna bomb around this town? Drink it till you drown. Do you wanna be with me? 
sexy. Robin danced to this at the wedding. I like this guy. Yeah, I, I started listening to him and I went, oh, he is good. He's good. Mm-hmm. I said to him, you are very good. You are very, very good. Uh, also, uh, here we go. All through the ages, we die, we're born. It matters not how far we run, we all Beautiful voice. Yeah. Yeah. Good songs. Anyway, Boy Vance just wrapped up his tour in America. He came to our L.A. studios the morning after his last show before flying back to the United Kingdom. Talented guy. He sings. He can play guitar. Uh, be with me. He played the drums. And you'll enjoy watching him. He's, uh, he's a talented guy. There you go. Just a little less something. We, now you know. Now you know. You don't want to watch? Don't watch. Fuck you. If you want to watch, be my guest. That's all. I'm not going to beg you. You're too busy. You're too busy. Whole world, it makes no sense to me. I, uh, you know, I read uh, different things as we all do, but I was reading Rachel. I like Rachel Maddow and I was reading her column and then I came across another column. Uh, this is um, a crazy headline. It caught my attention because Herschel Walker is the Republican candidate for Senate in Georgia, right? Yeah. And, uh, I guess, you know, I don't know anything about football. I, I know I know the name Herschel Walker. So if somebody breaks through in a sport, and I know his name, I know he was a great player, Herschel Walker. But I don't know anything about the man, uh, and I've only been learning stuff because he's running for Senate. And I went, hey, good for him, you know. Guy's running for Senate, must know something. Turns out the guy knows nothing. He is a, he's, I believe he might be a moron. But, um, you mean certifiable, like you could yeah. test him and he would come. Like, you know how I've tested my staff on the air and we found out like Sal's pretty much a moron and, uh, you know, which is fine. I don't mind. I didn't fire him. You, you're an equal opportunity employer. But you know how high pitch Eric was dull. And I'm not saying yeah. it to disparage the man. He was dull. Stop that was it. what it, uh, there's a category called dull. He dimwitted. And uh, Eric, Eric is proud of it because you know what? He wasn't a moron. He was just dull. Well, there's something lower on the scale. So he's yeah. very proud of achieving dull. By the way, you know, to me, the word dull implies worse than moron. I mean, to be dull. <laughs> I mean, it's such a horrible diagnosis. Yes, uh, your son is dull. In other words, like, you're not even interesting to talk to. <laughs> you're dull. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Herschel Walker might be. I mean, I hear this guy. So I started looking into it. I'm, I'm reading this article, and I you, you see, I guess the reason the world makes no sense to me, that it used to mean something if you ran to be senator from your state. You know, even if you and were usually complete... learned people, concerned people, civic-minded people stepped up. Yeah. Well, I remember growing up as a kid, you had guys like Lyndon Johnson who was a character and and was outspoken and kind of dopey sometimes but he had a real political savvy he could handle topics and uh you know you you see uh so many um brilliant people out there that how did the good people of georgia end up with herschel walker who i'm reading this article here 
Senate, this is by a guy named Steve Bennon, and I'm reading it. And uh, Senate hopeful Herschel Walker said he was a University of Georgia graduate, but that wasn't true. The Georgia Republican said he was his high school's valedictorian, but that wasn't true. He said he was the founder of a charity for veterans, but that wasn't true. (laughs) And, you know, those three sentences alone, I would never vote for the man. I would never vote for them. In other words, he says three things that aren't true. But then it goes. He's he's dull enough not to realize those things aren't true. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the man's problem is. Um, The Atlanta Journal Constitution reports. Walker has also said he had a background in law enforcement. And that apparently wasn't true either. Like he just says it. He was a well, football it's not, player. <laughs> it's like this is what Trump has brought us. You make up shit and say it, and and then when they call you on it, you go, "That's not true." And you just you, it's like facts don't matter. Nothing, you know. I just right. remember when I was younger, there was a certain level you had to hit to be a politician. All right, there were some anomalies. There were some real weirdos out there, but uh, you know, I just remember the days of. Um, uh, even Richard Nixon, I mean, the guy was a brilliant thinker. You might not have agreed with him, or Ronald Reagan at least had an agenda, and he could articulate it somewhat. You used to get fired for this shit. I mean, people used to say, well, the guy's a liar. We can't we can't run him as a candidate. In fact, the Republican Party would even like, kind of drum him out and not give him any money to run. But it doesn't matter. The, the, the explanation on this guy is that the people in Georgia love him. He can do no wrong because he played a really great game of football. And that just, I just don't know how it you go into a, everything. Yeah. Especially this? if you have, well, I mean, if you have kids and you're worried about the future of the planet and, the, and then you're going to vote for a guy who's like lying to your, the Cobb County police department told the Atlanta journal constitution. It has no record of Walker working with the department. The Republicans campaign said he was an honorary deputy. A point the Cobb Sheriff's Office could not confirm, though a former DeKalb County District Attorney said the title was meaningless, even if it is true that he was a quote-unquote honorary deputy. You know, years ago when I worked in Hartford, I was the morning man on the station, and uh, I don't know, somehow somebody arranged for uh, the senator, I think it was, I can't remember the guy's name, he used to be senator from... um, from Connecticut, the uh, guy hated me. Ended up Blumenthal. Me. No, not Blumenthal. It was, oh, Lieberman. Uh, yeah, Lieberman, Senator Lieberman. Uh, hated me late years later, but he gave me an. Uh, he named it Howard Stern Day in Connecticut, which was ludicrous because I was a shithead. But uh, but but no, it doesn't mean anything that there's a You're Howard not Stern run Day. On that. I, no, I, I had a Howard Stern Day. <laughs> I, I'm running I for ran Senate state for a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, yeah, I was honorary mayor. For the day. Uh, being an honorary deputy, a local prosecutor said, is like having a junior ranger badge. And now this guy is running for Senate and saying his qualifications are not only that he played football, got hit in the head, but that he was an honorary deputy. And he's, you know, the Republican has pushed weird election conspiracy theories. He's repeatedly struggled to talk about important issues. And voters have also recently learned about allegations of domestic violence and other dangerous personal behavior from his past. And none of it matters. In fact, they're is saying he, like, are you telling me he's running 
high in polls and stuff like that? I am telling you that he got the Republican nomination. He beat out other qualified Republicans. And he, uh, in the polls now against the Democratic candidate, it's pretty close. Oh, wow. So this is what's going on. Wow. Yeah, here's some, this is the greatest. This uh, is, listen to this dude. They asked him about Uvalde, the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. So they ask him, what is, what is your stance on, uh, you know, guns and what's your solution? You can't make fucking heads or tails out of what this guy's saying. You don't know what he's, I, I mean, I think I know what he's saying, but you know, you can't be sure. Kia Abel, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And I said, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. You know, he talked about doing a disinformation. What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at, uh, women that looking at, uh, just social media? What about doing that? Looking into things like that and we can stop that that way. But yet they want to just continue to talk about taking away your constitutional rights and, and I, I think there's more things we need to look into. This has been happening for years, and the way we stop it, by putting money into the mental health field, by putting money into uh, other departments rather than departments that want to take away your rights. When you make Sal sound like a Rhodes Scholar, you're, you're, you're in bad shape. So, I mean, obviously, he's, he's spewing out that thing about, well, let's put money into mental health, um, right. which is the new buzz. But, of course, as we all know, uh, Biden put out a bill that would have put money into mental health and there was voted down by republicans uh, which you know is neither here nor there it sounds like an answer from a crazy person i mean it's not even good bullshit what about men who look at women's social media men who what are we going to do about that (laughs) by the way i spent all night looking at women on social media there's this great thing on instagram well they're going to take you and put you somewhere howard when this, this well, new regime takes over. I ain't running for Senate in Georgia because I know I'm an idiot. I, you know, I, I have to once again point to the fact that I ran for governor of New York and I started to win in a three-way race between uh, the original governor, governor Cuomo and, and Governor Pataki. And I was in a three-way race with both of them running on the um, Libertarian Party. And I started to go up in the polls and I realized fucking voters are insane, not just in Georgia, but everywhere. And I finally had to come out and say to my my constituents, you're all fucking nuts. You're scaring me. I'm going up in the polls. I don't want to win, you assholes. It was a joke. I don't want to be the governor because I'm an idiot. And you're all idiots for voting for me. And that was the end of it. Which I guess really uh, brings up what we're talking about here you you you, you gotta want somebody who's gonna treat something seriously this this guy herschel walker beat out other republicans who you know evidently had some sanity i guess or or if they were worse i don't know what's going on in right but and i don't know what's wrong with the guy running on the democratic side if he can beat herschel walker beating this guy yeah Here's Herschel Walker on evolution. You know, he's he's evidently been reading the Bible. At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? I've read, you know, go I, to the every, science. every time I read or hear that, I think to myself, you just didn't read the same Bible I did. Well, what is what's interesting, though, if that is true, why are there still apes? 
Think about it. You know, now you're getting too smart for no, us. No, 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 no. Think about this. We have an evolution that is we've gotten so intelligent that if that is true, why are there still apes? <laughs> you know, when the the, uh, the guy there condescendingly goes, now you're getting too smart for us there, Herschel. <laughs> it means you're being really stupid. Calm down. But, uh, you know, that's like saying, um, you know, I was looking into it. And these here scientists say that the universe keeps expanding. There's no end. It's infinity. And I know that's wrong. There's a beginning, middle, and end to everything. And this is just stupid. Of course there's an end to the universe. If you were to fly a rocket ship in the universe, you would hit a wall at some point. It'd be nothing. That's it. It's as far as you can go. And then I would get 68.2% of the Republican primary votes in Georgia if I just said something stupid like that. That's what he got. 68.2% of the Republican wow. votes in Georgia. And I'm like, whoa, you really not. Politics. This is like when Sanjaya was winning American Idol. I mean, everyone's treating it like a goof. But uh, I'll tell you what isn't a goof. When your senator can't get money coming into your state, you're going to be pissed at the guy who can't figure out why there are apes and why there are people. You know, I was looking into this global warming. All these constituents of mine are looking at, and, and if there's global warming, well, if that's real, why is there snow? Why, why is snow coming down? There can't be any global warming. But, you know, I was looking into this whole, you know, but Herschel, we want to know how you stand on guns. Well, let me just explain something to you first. They say there's gravity. So why did my balloon float away when I was a child? Well, you well, you're getting too smart for us now, Herschel. <laughs> He's also a flat earther, I believe. I don't want to say anything I out of school, but I think we played something like that before. Yeah, I think we had a clip of him saying, "I don't know, I don't remember whether it was flat earth, it was something though that didn't I think make he, any I, sense." I think his theory was he walked out to like the ocean and he could see a straight line. So he figured. Now that might have been Sherry Shepard. I it wouldn't. Oh. Have been the two of them. <laughs> What's she running for? <laughs> How can the Earth? You know, if I was running for Senate in Georgia, I'd come out on on the debate and say, "Look, I just want to make a point. My my opponent says the Earth is round, but ask yourself this: Why is your floor flat? When they lay a floor in your house, wouldn't it have to be round? Why is it flat? You know." The, I believe the earth is flat. My bathroom, we, we put in some tile. And the guy measured it off in a perfect square and he laid it down flat. He didn't make any round tiles. <laughs> we got to vote for this guy, Stern. He's making a lot of sense. Wake up. Vote for me. Herschel Walker falsely claimed to be in law enforcement. That'd be enough to get me not to vote for him. It's called stolen pride. Valor. What is it? Valor. valor. Yeah. Stolen valor. Oh, yeah. My senator has got stolen valor. What can I tell you? Stolen credentials, stolen valor. He didn't graduate from that university. What no. else didn't he do? <laughs> he. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah. Whole world is crazy. And all these religious freaks oh, hey, hey, with their fucking ideas. You ever talk to someone who 
like like Sal yesterday. No offense, Sal. I know I keep bringing you up. No but, offense. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there's a beaten man over there. But, I mean, <laughs> you hear people who are religious talk about the... I, I point to my own mother. Forget Sal. I've told you, my, mo- my mother, like, I go, Mom, is there an afterlife? Of course there is. Of course there is. I'm like, really? And, you know, my mother has this power over me, still does. I'm like a little boy around her. I, I believe she knows something. You wanted you know, I, to know something. I, yeah, I, and I realized, like, I, I, don't, I think she barely got out of high school. I'm thinking she knows something. Well, we couldn't afford going to college. Well, there's a good excuse. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, she, she would go, of co- I'm so definite, you know. Listen, when you die, you lose the body. And I don't care about all of this. She starts pointing to her tits and her belly. and I don't care about all this. Obviously, you don't. <laughs> I see. <laughs> you put, haven't put any care it into shows. it whatsoever. Uh, yeah, shows. believe me. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You don't care about the physical body. Got it. You know Jane Fonda. And let me tell you what happens. And, you know, I want to believe because I don't want, I don't want, my party to end. I would like to continue on as a being of some sort of being. So, okay, my mother knows. And she's definite. She knows it like, you know, the earth is flat. You know what I mean? She knows it. <laughs> um, listen, all of this physical body, I know, you don't care about it. And she'll keep repeating that for a while. I mean, the woman's never touched a razor in her life. She don't even <laughs> shave her legs. I got, I got news for you. She did not care about. I believe her when she says she doesn't care about the physical body. And she tells me, well, "You go, and you be, and uh, you have reincarnation, but uh, you come back, and you have several lifetimes until you get." Your wisdom. Well, that's why when my mom was in so much pain, I go, Mom, do you want to, do you want us to really end your pain? There's people who probably do that. I could be, I'm famous. I could find someone to put a pillow over you or something. And she <laughs> says to me, No, I want, listen, that's a sin against God. And that would be terrible. I'd be forced to come back here to this life and repeat it. So she thinks she's going somewhere. Where and they're going to sit down. Have this life? No, because she no one killed her, and she, you know, because she didn't commit suicide. <laughs> this life was horrible, is what she's saying. I don't want right, this right. Life. She no, she's saying I do not want to come back. Look, she had to fuck my father. There weren't too many candidates for that. It's like my dad oh, wasn't. My, my dad wasn't Johnny Depp dating uh, several <laughs> actresses before he landed on Amber Heard. I um no, you know, no. She told me many times she would prefer to be celibate. But my father had needs, mm. which means she had to fuck a guy she didn't want to fuck. But why'd she get married if she didn't want to fuck? Robin, <laughs> back away. Listen, I had a good life from Howard's father. Yes. He was a good man and he's my man. <laughs> but for me, with all that sex, I don't need it. I'm not looking for sex. 
But I think that's why men get married. Don't tell her that. <laughs> Listen, Robin. Just to take care of her, that was the, the People the deal. get married for many different reasons, and it was wonderful. And I have my children. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just unbelievable. I, I, I'm hoping I come back as a rat. <laughs> I, uh... So then, so her idea is that you're going to die. You're going to go somewhere and have a conversation with someone who's very parent-like and is going to sit down and evaluate the situation and Tell say, you okay. You are in your knowledge or in your evolution. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And the discussion yeah. will be, do you want to go back down to earth? Would you rather stay here in heaven with your heavenly father? You still have more to learn. You're going to go back. It's a whole mishigash what's going to go on after you die. I mean, it sounds like paperwork upon paperwork. Like I'm going to need a lawyer. Uh, yeah, uh, excuse me, my, uh, where's my lawyer? Oh, my God. I mean, a, a story like you never heard. But I realize my mom's trapped in a very scared place. She she lost her mother when she was nine. She's still, in a lot of ways, a little girl, you know. And, and by the way, I want to believe her story. It's a beautiful story. All these stories about what happens when you die. Because we can't deal with the fact we're going to die and just fucking lay there. We can't believe it. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. But none of us can believe this is going to just gonna happen. You're not going to lay there. You're going to rot. Rot. I'm going to be food. <laughs> I'm going to be food. Can you imagine the great Howard Stern is going to be food? I understand Sal being food. But me? Come on. Do you think when Gary is buried that, like, a hundred years from now, they'll just find teeth in his coffin? Like, in other words, everything will be eaten but the teeth. <clears throat> oh, because, the teeth will survive, <clears throat> yes. Right, because they're not be, real. They'll be lying around. There'll be nothing else there. Just a, a box <laughs> and teeth. <clears throat> <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a picture. Maybe his... his um did he get artificial knees or are they, re you know, artificial like, knees, right? There'll be teeth, be and, teeth and knees <laughs> two, and two metal knees. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I don't know, but it's uh, this is what I mean. It's so crazy what's going on. Herschel Walker thinks the earth is flat. He doesn't believe in science. He's going to be a senator. I would I would leave Georgia if I knew that was my senator. I'd be you know, embarrassed. You think about that, Howard. Some things come up in the Senate and and in Congress, like uh, laws on scientific innovations. Right. Not necessary. We will be shut down as innovators if we keep electing people like this. They wanted to stand in the way of stem cell research. Um, they don't want, you know, artificial intelligence. To be too intelligent because they're not intelligent. Right. You know, they can't have machines smarter than they are, but they're already machines smarter than they are. My vacuum so, is smarter than this guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get the clock turned back if this keeps yeah. on. But this guy was in debates and everything. And people just said, you know what? It's kind of fun. He's a great football hero and we'll vote for him. And I mean, I guess he's on the right side of things for Republicans. He's, uh, he's saying in that convoluted statement. That, uh, hey, don't worry about He's it. I ain't touching able. guns. Blah, 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 well, yeah, blah, right. Can't kill a lot of gobbledygook, and we got to put money into mental health. He's saying all the right things, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, 
Oh, J.D. says Herschel avoided all the debates. Well, there you go. I mean, oh, if you guys... he didn't even go. Better well, if still. He, if he avoided all the debates, it tells you something. And, well, he um, wants to be a senator? He's going to be a senator from what from what the, what I see going on here, unless the people in Georgia wake up and they feel Well, that's the chamber yeah. where people are supposed to debate the issues. Well, He doesn't like debates. Yeah. Well, there you go. Says here they can't find anything that says Herschel Walker is a flat earther. So maybe he maybe he does well, believe he, the earth is round. I don't right. know what he said, but we did play right. a clip from him once before about something. I don't know what exactly it was. We don't know. Came to our so attention we'll, before. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he believes the earth is round. Okay, there you go. Way to go. Oh man, oh man. So you know you listen, I I mean everything's upside down in my world. I you know, I'm I'm friendly with Nick Cannon. <clears throat> I've had Nick on every uh I've had him on all the time, I'll have him on again. I mean I love him, but uh I worked with him, I had wonderful experiences with him. And now I'm reading Nick is up to his ninth kid with his fourth different girlfriend. There's only and, four uh, producing all these kids. Maybe more. I don't. I, I'm. You know. I'm. I'm going by my memory, which is shot. But <laughs> I believe it's four or five different women. I mean, I don't know what you know. And I've had various people, celebrities, write me and go because I guess evidently they know I know Nick. Right. They go, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I mean, they. They. You know. And I'm the one defend. I go. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know. He's a good guy. Um, I worked with, we, Nick and I, when we, when I was doing that, uh, what is it? AG, America's AGT, got yeah, America's Got Talent. No, I remember. <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I, I don't want to talk about it, but when I was doing it, I used to, you know, you kill endless amount of time. It takes them forever to tape that fucking show. I know. I can't believe it either. Should have been over in 10 minutes, but, uh, you know, you'd stand you around been all in one day. <laughs> and I remember I'd be out in the parking lot. I'd run in. First of all, I'd run into Nick's father, who was a delightful guy, real character. I would sit and talk to him, whoever I could get a hold of to pass the time, you know. But Nick was particularly fun to talk to. I always enjoyed talking to him. He was married to Mariah Carey at the time. I didn't even bring her name up. I listen. I was curious as I was like, Nick, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> But I never did. You know, I played it cool. I always was, you know, we talk about shit. And he had two guys he hung around with. Um, and they were fun, too. So they were a good group of guys to hang with when things got boring. Sometimes I'd hang with Howie. But Howie, Howie always had something going on in his um, dressing room with his agent. He was constantly, he's very showbiz. You know, he's got uh, he's got a lot going on, Howie. Fun guy. But he's busy with business, so I always felt I was intruding. So, uh, you know, he's got business going. But Nick, he'd hang out in various outfits. I'd, I'd talk to him about his shoes, for example. And uh, these guys he hung around with were fun, talk about this kind of thing. And uh, light conversation, Robin. Then one time I remember his manager or his agent. He had, he had several people. And I would sit there and talk to them. And about Nick's career, I go, you know, Nick's got a charisma. He could be doing, I would talk to them. I said, I think Nick's got a, he's, he's got a charm about him. 
he could be doing uh, this, that, the other thing, and the, the age. Oh yeah, we got big things planned for Nick and blah blah blah. So you know, I know the guy. I, I talk to Nick still to this day. Then I read these things in the paper where he's having endless children with different women. Yeah, sometimes in the same week. I mean, the the yes. births collide because they it's collide. different women. Yeah, I think there's two women now pregnant with his eighth and ninth child. <laughs> and uh and uh see they I interviewed just, when i read these things i'm like where are all these children and well, he are explains. these women all living in the same house with nick well What's nick explains on? some woman interviewed him and uh here, here's a little clip i have how do you decide when to use a condom and when not to i don't have sex with anyone that, that i don't think feel like you that i need to be protected but what with. if a girl's like we need a condom then I'm, I, then we got to We need to step back and have a different kind of conversation. Yeah, because, why? because like <laughs> now again, I've been doing this a long time. When I was trying to fuck chicks after the after the show or at the I'm in the club looking. I ain't never met you before, and I want to take you back to the hotel. Condoms all day long. Mm -hmm. I'm at a point in my life. I don't want to have pointless sex. This needs to be something. This needs, I, we need to reach a certain level emotionally, well, spiritually. You're making points, that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what. I'm, and that's usually probably why it ends up in children because I'm not interacting. I'm not engaging with anybody that I don't really have a, a true love and and like I want to build something with. Do you ever have sex with more than one woman in a day? Yeah, that's probably gonna get me in trouble. But let's <laughs> just say I have done that. Well, on the one hand, Nick is saying I want to build something meaningful with a woman, but then he's having sex more than one woman in a day, and. How do you build something meaningful if you're on to the next one, having built building something meaningful with her? Are you asking um, me? No, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I bet, but, but I'm trying to figure out the Nick that I used to talk to on America's Got Talent and this You Nick, never talked about this. He never said, one of these days, <clears throat> Howard, you're going to be amazed at what I do. Well, first of all, you should know during the interview, he got two of the women there pregnant. Right during the interview. <laughs> that woman giggling. She was getting yeah. pregnant right at that moment. By the way, Nick has about 25 different shows on the air. And I swear to you, I don't care about any of them except the show that he's talking about right here. Right. No, camera. he was doing a talk show. Yeah. This never came up. <laughs> yeah, this should have come up every day. All the time. Yeah. I'll never forget. I told you, after he divorced Mariah Carey, I walked into that dressing room one time. He, I knew something was going on. He had a scene going on in there. He he had a trailer. So I knocked on the door. I want to see what's doing. People tell me there are hot chicks in there. I said, fuck it. I was never invited into his trailer. I said, I'm going in. Let me see what's doing. <laughs> I knock, you know, I'm like, hello, hello. You know, I, I, I couldn't believe I was doing it, but I had to see. Hello, Nick. No one answers for a while, you know, nothing. And I walk in, and there's his two buddies. You met the two buddies. I yeah. had them on the show. Tall guy. I don't know, you know. And the other guy who was the, the, he cuts hair. Right. And works out. That guy. Those two guys are in there. A couple other guys. I walk in. Hey, everybody. How you doing? No. Oh, boy. No one's no talking. talking. No, no talking. To every, no one was thrilled to see me. Oh, boy. And, uh. On the couch are a couple of hot chicks. And I'm like, hey, ladies, hey. they gave me a look. You would have thought Frankenstein walked in. It was that same look I got in high school. 
<laughs> these were chicks that these chicks were so good looking, like they don't even bother acknowledging you unless you know what I mean. Like, like, and I go crazy for chicks like this. They're so good looking and so hot. They don't even bother looking up when you say hello to them. I'm a sucker for that. Oh, that's, oh, that's a horror story, Howard. Oh, no, it's great because if you're Nick, you're like, look at this. These chicks only have eyes for me. They ain't even paying attention to this guy. And he might even be a bigger star than me, but of well, no they way. can't say hello? Nope. No, I know chicks like this. These are some real hardcore hot chicks. They're in another zone. They don't even think like human beings. They don't even think of niceties. They don't think to say hello. They just, they sit on the couch. The world is their oyster. They're like, fuck you. But they're also secretly angry because they can't get Nick to marry them. Well, that's even though they saying. might be this fucking them. They're pissed off. And, and somebody is requiring all this, you know. Yeah. Uh, not speaking or paying attention to you or anyone else in the room. Well, I stood there for a while, tried to work the trailer, you know, see what I could find out. Yeah. You're no, like a, um, um, you know, one of those hamsters on a wheel, you know, doing yeah. tricks, trying to get people to smile. And after a while, no one was talking to me. And I, I, I didn't feel like I could just sit down and hang. So and I got Nick out. Didn't didn't make it any more comfortable. Your but Nick was always he was nice to me, but I think he had real business going on in there. You know, my point is he wasn't nice to you and making you welcome. No, no, he was OK. He, he said, come on in. But uh I was on my own after that. Listen, that's what I'm talking about. He, when you invite somebody in, it's your job as a host to make them feel comfortable. Nothing mm. was happening in that direction. He wasn't your buddy then. Nah, he was okay. It wasn't his. No, problem. he wasn't. No, Stop. he was. You weren't there. You weren't in the room. I would tell you if he was. Why did you have to leave? If he, he, if he gave like the sign, nothing, you would have been well, fine. No, I was talking to the chicks, and they weren't talking back, and not his problem. I have that effect right. on women anyway. You know, I'm always not sure. Is it me? You know, who knows? That was Nick's private yeah. world you just entered that he didn't want you to see. Yeah, maybe you make it a point. I don't know. But in any case. So now when I read about Nick with the uh, with the women, I, I don't know. People call me at home. They go, what's with your buddy, Nick? I go, I can't explain it. I don't know what the fuck he's up to. I had a theory that, like, you know, Nick's got lupus and stuff, so he doesn't know how long he's going to be around, and maybe he's, like, living his life to the fullest. But he's got, what aggravation, I mean, to have so many kids. And then where, hey, do we have that clip of Nick talking about how, or maybe I'm, I'm I don't know where I heard this, but I, I heard him talking somewhere that uh, he's got a whole system down. He says, none. Of, someone said to him, how can you pay attention to all these different kids? You know, kids need a dad. And he yeah, goes, oh, I've no. heard his explanation of that, too, and I don't buy it for a second. It, well, he said he's very involved. He gets on Zoom every night. All the kids. Are yeah, <laughs> there you Zoom. go. Daddy Zoom. Uh, Zoom if he's dad. not home. And then when he, well, <laughs> someone was saying, if he keeps this up in a hundred years, the United States will be 24% Nick descendant. <laughs> and, uh, That's what I think he's up to. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I, I mean, I have no, you know, people ask me for a, a uh, you know, an explanation, but I don't have one. I mean, I don't know. He's got th I the love twins. How you can take two things. That are completely the opposite and say, but Nick's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, lovely. 
Love him. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good time. I mean, uh, I had a great time with him. I, that's all I can tell you. He's got the twins, Rock and Roll, with, with Mariah Carey. Yeah. He's got Golden Saigon with a woman named Brittany Bell. He's got Powerful Queen with Brittany Bell. Okay. He got the twins, Zion Meloxidion and Zillionaire with Abby De La Rossi. Yeah. He had an unfortunate uh, loss of a five-month-old kid named Zen from brain tumor. But there are two more on the way. One with uh, Brie Tisi and Abby De La Rosa. Now, I don't know who I met in that um, in that uh, trailer, but if any of those girls were, were one of those girls, I got to tell you, ooh, good-looking girls. But uh, very nice-looking women. Now, I... I haven't spoke, uh, spoken with Nick in a while, but uh, he's got a situation. How's he managing? He must have a lot of money because that's a lot of child support. I mean, you're talking about nine different situations. That's a lot of child support. Well, uh, and especially if you have to house all these people in different places. Oh, Robin, of course you do. And you can't I buy don't a know. little. I'm, I, that's you what I've never heard about where these women live and how these women live. Well, I, I was worried about that. I, in fact, I called Zoom. You know the company. I actually called the company. I said, you know, Zoom, uh, Nick's got to Zoom all his kids. How many people can be on a Zoom at one time? And he <laughs> said, they told me you can have up to a thousand participants. Then he's working Zoom. his way up to that number. I think. <laughs> He's still got some spaces to fill, is what you're saying. <laughs> but then I read that Nick got a vasectomy consultation last month. So Get out there you go. There. Yeah, we, he did. We, who who knows about that? Did I read he announce it. that. Yeah, yeah, yes, he did. He the guy's an open book. Uh, so I hope he knows what he's doing. I mean, uh, from a financial standpoint, then how come I don't know where these women live? Stop uh, it. Come on, stop <laughs> it. He, he's, he, you ask him about it. He'll tell you. If well, he's yeah, but of, he won't come back here anymore. Oh, he'll come back. Stop he it. would come back. He'd come back anytime you want. Well, why don't we invite him? Cause we got questions. <laughs> you ought to bang him and get into the, uh, oh, get no, a baby with him. No, oh man. You. you wouldn't have to pay for anything again. No. Be an amazing payday. <laughs> With your new body and you know it's weight loss, forget about right, it. Right, right, right. Sure. According to uh, my good friend Chris Wilding, he says Nick's got a big cock. He says he remembers when we had him on the show, Nick was saying he had eight inches at least. And um, according to Chris, Chris, what's your evidence of a big cock on Nick? Well, for one thing, I was right. I Googled it, and he did tell you he had eight or nine inches. I don't forget Jeez. that. I retain it. Well, he now, the gets other... an inch every once in a while. It's eight or no, nine. I can tell you someone's <laughs> cut, uncut, eight inches thick, all of it. Now, the other thing, there's two pieces of visual evidence. One, and it's debated, there's a picture of him on some show he was hosting, and you see a, I've seen the picture, I believe it's true, you see a, what looks like a massive hog Attached to the side of his leg. Oh my God. Whoa, Look at that. Out. Now, what the oh hell could that God. be but a giant cock? <laughs> Where do you see that picture so people uh, could Google that? 
I just that's Googled crazy. Nick Cannon big penis, and it's the first thing that comes that's up. Now, James disagrees. Uh, I, I love Chris, uh, no. and, and, and his other evidence is definitely more uh, right. uh, solid. More convincing. So but I that, a I watched, picture. I watched the video. That's a crease in his pants. <laughs> no, that it's is, not. I, I wish is, I had a, cr- a pa- pair dude, of pants like that then. I saw a video. It's not, but it's, JD, I've JD. seen the video, too. It's, a, uh, it's hard. It's JD, <laughs> JD, I just saw the picture. Yes, that that, that that there's no. Ask Robin. That's a cock. No, what are you well, talking yeah, it's about? It's in the shape of a cock. It's in the shape of a no, cock. When we watch no, no, the no. video. Like it doesn't like keep well, up uh, the, if he moves. <laughs> the, it, the, no, the, I've seen the video and it does. And I'll tell you the other thing. There <laughs> is a I leak. Go look for the video. And, uh, <laughs> uh, there is an authenticated leak. It's this? him of his full nude penis, and it checks out, baby. This checks that out. Is, Let me ask you something, JD. Big. Yes. Have you? I've never in the, my history of my wearing suits. I've never had a crease like that. <laughs> you never How had a crease I? like that. Same. Yeah, no, JD, you ever have a crease like that? No, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. no. That must be CGI if that's a creep. No, that is. He's got a big penis. There's oh, no. By the way, seen it. And by the way, here you go. Nick told E News in May, "quote I already went and got my vasectomy consultation." I ain't looking to populate the earth completely, but I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to taking care and loving all the children that I currently have. And uh, I got news for you, JD. <laughs> I, I'm with Chris in this that I, that listen. is no crease in the pants. That's just, okay. Uh, and, and by you, the way, you're not an expert in this, JD. I'm an expert. In I, 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 I'm an expert in watching how clothes move against hard penises. I could see. You know, you're crease, not. I crease, am. The crease didn't move. <laughs> you're an like, expert in hard. JD, you're claiming you're you have a, you're an expert in conk. Come on. <laughs> No, he says he's an expert in clothes. Bring in three guys. One thing I know is the guy dresses horribly. I don't know what clothes he's talking about. Now, I have seen, there's a, I actually need to send this to Chris. I have seen another video where it's it's a bulge. He's not hard, Mm. but you can see he's like sitting down and his pants are so tight. All right, okay, enough of this. Leave leave it alone. Leave it alone. Well, whatever it is, it's gotten him into trouble. (laughs) Whatever it is, that's thing in his pants is making a whole bunch of babies. There you go. No one is guaranteed this gigantic dick, okay? All right. Enough of you. Enough of you. Enough of you. On our phone is a dude named, we'll make you the first caller of the morning, uh, from New York, Gay Nomad. Is that your name, Gay Nomad? Yes, how are you? Good. So what's up with you this morning? Well, What's you up with me? Us. I hope you have a subject. Oh yes, I do. Oh, all right. Go ahead, gay nomad. Well, I was thrown out by my parents because I'm gay, and I had two choices: one, feel sorry for myself, or two, get off my ass and travel the country. And I decided to travel the country and check off my entire bucket list. So let me get this straight: you're calling in to tell me. You were kicked out of your family because you're gay. Yeah. And and this is the origin story of the name Gay Nomad, I assume, because then you became a nomad. The gay, mm-hmm. instead of seeing it as a negative, you went, I am now reborn the gay nomad. And as gay nomad, my superpower will be I will go all over the country and see different things and check off things on my bucket list. Is that right? Yeah. And I went to Golden Con. 
which I'm now, upset now, with now, the Golden Now, Gay Girls. Nomad, let me ask you something. Yes. Uh, was there ever a third choice, like a job? Or uh, does it mean uh, a, once career. You get <laughs> a career, uh, a life with another person? I mean... Well, I mean, that seems like a radical decision. You're going to travel the country. Uh, How old were you when you were kicked out? Uh, about 21. Oh, okay. Well, my well, parents I, kicked I me out of the house brother. at 18. Uh, they told me, you better get the fuck out of here to get a job or go to school. Uh, so I know what that, that sounds about right. That's when you do get kicked out when you're about <laughs> 21. Well, I was, my parents are my, were my payee, and I have Asperger's, so I was on Social Security. So oh. I had to stay in that Maryland state oh, I'm originally from there. Baltimore sucks. So are you sure you were kicked out because you were gay, or was it because they just were tired of taking care of a kid with uh, on Social Security and uh, Asperger's? Oh, no, I could take care of myself plenty fine. It was the fact that I'm gay. My parents no. would have a conniption every time I mentioned a man. Well, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. But, hey, I made the best of my life, and uh, I'm on YouTube. I have my own channel, The Gay Nomad. That's my channel, and I do stand-up comedy, dancing, singing, anything, really, in the entertainment world I've done. Hmm. And I've been All right, let me hear one. one I didn't know you were a stand-up comic. Let me hear one of your jokes, Gay Nomad. Well, you know, last winter, I lost 300 pounds of ugly fat when I signed divorce papers. My ex-husband, <laughs> I get you. All right, gay no man, I, I think you made the right choice. Uh, you decided to turn um, lemons into lemonade, as they say. Your parents fucked them, man. They can't accept who you are, and you went out and became a nomad, and you checked off your bucket list, and now... You got your own YouTube channel. Sounds like a big success story to me. And I'm looking at this yeah, account mm -hmm. right now. Look at this guy. You'd say, you say he didn't do anything with his life. He's got 135 subscribers right now, right there on wow. that channel. So there you go. All right. Yeah, All right. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks, Gay Nomad. Thank you, Gay Nomad. That's the Gay Nomad. Go for you. Go for you. Yeah, go for you. Go, go, go for you. Go, go for, for me. Go for you. Go, go for you. As, uh, go for you, go for you, go for you. As Beetlejuice says. Ah, oh, man, let's go to King of All Blacks. Hi. How are you? King? Mm. Mm. Always a problem with this guy when you go to him. Let's go to King of All Blacks. King? Jeez. Take I your don't time, know what please. He did with his phone this time. By the way, we got three hours to kill, so uh, hello, hello. no rush. Maybe here. you should just sit here and wait. Hello. hello? <laughs> oh, look, look, I told you, we got, we're in no rush. Why are you such hello? a bad caller? Like, King, why are you. Why is it like there's always a problem going to you? No, because I thought that. I thought that you had moved on. Like, I tried to read, you know, to read the room. Yo, but I wanted to say something about Nick Cannon. Okay. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon thought that he was losing street cred in the black, you know, black community. You know, doing all of those shows and and people were saying that on social media. So what he does is what he did was made the made a um 
decision to have a lot of kids, which is actually an insult to, to show that I'm a real black man. I got kids all over the place. Well, that's a that's pretty hardcore move, man, to, to get street cred by to having a bunch of kids. Cred, yeah. um, mm. If you got to go well, get street got, cred, though, that's probably black, a good way to do it. Mm. Now yeah. you got black podcasts, and they, they, they love Nick Cannon now. As before, they was you know calling him a goofball and all kind of stuff. Now they like him. You know what I'm saying? Nick is cool. He got mad kids. You know, yo, what, <laughs> how's he wearing a condom and all that? So now he got a new life. You know what I'm saying? But what, what right, about well. the vasectomy consultation? Is that going to take some of his street cred down? Nah, no, no, that's just, uh, I, I'm not really doing that. I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to fix the issue. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all bullshit. Well, King it's of All Blacks bullshit. puts out a theory that uh, uh, that Nick Cannon wants street cred, so therefore he's having a lot of uh, children, and this mm. is giving him street cred. Well, there you go. Okay, thank now, you, King. I, now, people are saying... People will say that's ignorant and all of that stuff. But but when you come down to brass tacks, I'm not ignorant. So what, what I'm saying, is, is, it, it makes sense. It's crazy. All but right. It makes sense. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. You made your point. Thank you. After waiting. Maybe we should uh, ask Herschel Walker if he knows what's going on. Yes. Herschel <laughs> will tell us. Uh, let's see. Um, uh Allie, Allie from Pennsylvania. Go ahead. Hey, Howard. Um, first time, long time. I just wanted to say that I love you, Robin, Fred, and I am so excited to be on the air. I just wanted to say that um, these callers lately, very bizarre. They call in. They're silent. I don't even get it, but just wanted to weigh in and let you know uh, what a big fan I am. Also, well, um, uh, let me tell you something. I listen to uh, radio with uh, call-in shows. I am the only show that has uh, these horrible technical problems. <laughs> you can't understand anybody. You wait 15 minutes for somebody to say hello. I don't know why. It's very bizarre. I'll be honest. I put a lot of energy into my whole life into radio. I cannot crack the code on how to keep that moving, <laughs> that whole phone thing, but. God bless. I mean, I remember my hero was Bob Grant on the radio. He was so good on the radio. And every time he'd pick up the phone, hello, this is Bob Grant. You're on the air. You know, he's an angry guy on the air. And then people go, hey, uh, Bob, how you doing? I'm doing, you know, it wouldn't even, they wouldn't even say how you doing and just be, Bob, I want to get right to the point. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it was like, it was like a well-oiled machine. Now, maybe people were afraid of Bob Grant, and I don't, uh, you know, no, everyone steps all over me. Everyone's like Nobody, this. Nobody, you don't inspire fear. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone sits at home and goes, I'm going to call in, but I'm not going to pay too close of attention. I'm going to make my coffee. I'm going to take a shit. I'm going to get ready for work. And then all of a sudden, I, hey, it's Howard Stern. You're on the air. <laughs> Um, I don't know what's up with these people, but they got to get it together. Thank you, Ali. Uh, That's a good message. Everybody get it together. All right, let's take a little break. I got to tell you a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank our uh, sponsor today, Total Wine and More. Uh, Yeah, let's say hi to Morgan. Morgan, what's up in Michigan? Hey now, Howard. Hey, Robin. How are you? Good morning. Well, she's good. good. She just Uh, came off a whole wedding. She had a great time. (laughs) She's fine. I know. I heard yesterday. I know. Yeah. No, she's um, doing I want great. Thank you, Howard. Good. Tomorrow I she's going to bungee jump. So she's all excited. <laughs> yeah. 
Up oh, there's Robin. Let's go sneeze on her. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, the wedding is wonderful. Look at the beautiful couple. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I have compromised immune system. Can you calm down? I should have worn a yeah. <laughs> Robin's going to the uh, fish concert this weekend, by the way. I don't know if you know compromised that. immune system. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Morgan, uh, what can I do for you? Yeah. I wanted to ask you about your tattoos because I heard you talking with Post Malone about your tattoos. And when you said that, I honestly was really surprised. So I was wondering what you, what kind of tattoos you have. Well, Morgan, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, all of my tattoos are wonderful, except for one. I fucked up one. <laughs> and I'm What's always this one? guy. I'm always this asshole that gets on the real. How does anybody fuck up a tattoo? How do you fuck up a tattoo? What's wrong with you? Well, I could tell you how you fuck up a tattoo. It was my first tattoo. Okay. And uh, now all of my tattoos are good. I got two on my hands. I got a, a, I didn't want to wear a wedding ring. I don't like a wedding ring. So I tattooed my wife's initial right on my finger. And I love that. I love the way it looks. It was a little weird tattoo on my finger, but I figured I'd earned it. Now, what do I mean by that? I see these young punks out there who don't even have a job. And they go get their whole fucking hands and everything else tattooed. And then they whine the rest of their lives. I can't get a job. I can't get a fucking job. Because you got your fucking hands tattooed, asshole. When two candidates walk in, I don't care what kind of work you want to go into. When two candidates walk in who are equally qualified. And one's got all tattooed up in his hands. I don't care what you tell me. To older dudes from a different generation, it means this kid's trouble. Fuck him. There's something wrong with him. He hasn't earned those tattoos. You can't get your hands tattooed until you got until you got some sort of job at financial security and all that shit. You're not going to be able to sell in. You don't sell insurance with your hands tattooed. Nobody's going to trust you. Mm-hmm. Now, I know attitudes are changing towards tattoos and stuff, but there's still a lot of conservative people out there who do not like seeing tattoos on young punks who have no career. I mean, I don't give a shit what you do. But, uh, yeah, man, totally. when I go to the hospital, I don't want to see my, my doctor with fucking hands tattooed. He better not I don't have a sleeve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Doc, uh, you got a sleeve? <laughs> yeah, and I did my whole leg in my ass. All right, <laughs> goodbye. Well, guess what? I don't, I don't want my heart surgeon being all, you know, certain professions, you know, it, it, it it's a weird thing. So, I got my fingers tattooed, and I remember my agent said to me, what are you doing? We do business with people at the time I was producing TV shows and doing all this bullshit. And I said, you know what? I've earned these tattoos. People think I'm out of my fucking mind. What's the difference? If they're crazy enough right. to hire me to be a producer, I'm crazy enough to have a tattoo. Yeah, and so totally. I got the I got the ohm symbol on my pinky for a stupid reason. The guy tattooing me had the ohm symbol, and while he was tattooing me, I said, you know, that's kind of interesting. Stick that on my finger. But it happens to look good. I look kind of cool with it. But it is embarrassing when people walk up to me and go, hey, what's that on your pinky? And I go, uh, <clears throat> the ohm symbol. <laughs> oh, are you yeah. really into ohm? I go, no, I have no fucking idea what it is even, ohm, ohm. I got the ohm symbol. But it, this guy, this, this guy told me that if you're a tattoo artist... They always get the ohm symbol on their pinky, and then they get a little fire coming off of it. But I didn't get the fire at the time. You didn't so, get the fire because you're not a yeah. tattoo artist. 
Yeah, and I got a little apple on my wrist for my cat apple that died. I got a Bianca tattoo for my dog Bianca. You know, I got these kind of tattoos. I even have one on the back of my neck. I just remembered I have one back there. I forgot about it. Got it years ago. What is on the back of your neck? It's a fucking stupid, uh, what do they call that symbol? It's an Irish kind of symbol. Uh, Oh, the clotta? Or what what is it? Some, 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 I don't know, it's like a triangle with a, I don't even know. I haven't seen it in years. It's all the, you can't even see it. Now, here's what happened. This is how I fucked up. The first tattoo I ever got was on my arm. I was so afraid of my mother. Now, mind you, I was already on the radio. I was in my 30s. But I'm a mama's boy. That mother of mine got her hooks into me. <laughs> you remember, Robin? I got an earring. Oh, yeah. And my mother made me take it out. I was in my 30s. I was on you, television. You went home with the earring. And on Monday, you had no earring. That's right. The Mr. Rebel <laughs> was afraid of his mother with the, with the earring. Listen to this. <laughs> I had a TV show. I used the TV show to break the news to my mother I had an earring. She was sitting in the audience with my father. And I came out and I showed the audience my tattoo. My mother had a microphone. She grabbed the mic and says, what is that? What did you do to your ear? And then she called me when I got home after taping my TV show. And she goes, what did you do to your ear? After all, that's my ear. And, you know, she thinks my body is her body. Don't ask the fucked up quality of my parenting but anyway <laughs> i got so upset i took the earring out and robin even said to me a lot of people in my life said you're a grown man you got children yeah you got a wife you what are you afraid of your mother you make your own money i said i don't know man this woman gets a hold of me she gives me the heebie-jeebies this woman <laughs> got a hold on me so he so, took that earring out so i wanted a tattoo so bad and i'll tell you why i wanted a tattoo you know, tattoos were starting to become a big thing, and all the dudes look cool. You know, like Nick, I wanted some street cred. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I wanted to be cool. I'm not a cool guy. I want to be cool. This will make me cool. I will get a tattoo. And I was hanging out with D. Snyder. And who's cooler than D. Snyder, a twisted sister? This guy had two tattoos that I saw. He had one on his arm that had hearts and flowers on his muscular right arm. And on his muscular left arm, he had a um, ram's head of some kind, some dead animal. And I was like, this is cool. This guy's cool. And uh, I said, D, I'm thinking of getting a tattoo. I, I just want something cool. But I was embarrassed because I didn't want any tattoo. I mean, I, I wanted a cool tattoo, but I didn't even know what I liked. And then I was worrying in the back of my mind, if my mom doesn't like the earring, <laughs> she's going to freak out on the tattoo. But I'm but I'm 35 years old. I mean, it's embarrassing. I'm a mama's boy. I was afraid. So, uh, you know, surprisingly, I said, uh, gee, I was trying to ask D if he would come with me and pick out my tattoo. But that seemed a little fucking lame. So I was like, hey, uh, do you have he any ideas? He didn't no, no, no. It was weird. I was like, I was like, uh, do you have any ideas for my, t-? and like he wasn't picking up on it. I wanted yeah. him to just say, you put this on and you will be cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I was left to my own devices to be cool. 
and I was going through the paranoia. I got to get something my mother won't be too offended by. What could I do? So I did the lamest thing ever. We were doing a show, and uh, and someone said to me, um, what's your astrological sign? And they showed me for Capricorn what the astrological sign looked like. And I hate astrology. I hate astrologers. I hate people who believe in <laughs> astrology. But I looked at this um, Capricorn symbol since everyone said you got to find something that means something to you. Nothing means anything to me. I have no beliefs. I have no I don't have any. You know, I talk to people who get tattooed. Well, you know, I got the um, I got this because uh, it represents my childhood. And uh, I wrote I wrote this guy's name on my arm because he died when he was seven. And I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know what to, nothing means anything to me. So I said, well, maybe my astrological sign means something to me. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I had tattoo confusion, but I had to get a tattoo quickly so I would be cool. Of course. So I would, so I would look like somebody. <laughs> so I would be somebody. You know, you'd look at this um, Post Malone. I tattooed Kurt Cobain on my face. Because he's my everything. He's my hero. He's the reason I went into music. I put stay away on my, my under my eyes. And, and then Post Malone goes, I can't stay awake. So I said, I put, I'll put stay awake on my fucking head. You know, <laughs> these guys have passion about these tattoos. And I had no passion whatsoever. I just wanted a quick ticket to coolness. I needed it desperately. <laughs> I think that's how most people are. That's right. That's right, Morgan. <laughs> they won't admit it. But anyway, then yeah. I, uh, so I saw this symbol and I said, well, I wonder if D would get this and maybe this is, I don't know. I was all confused. I didn't know who to ask. So I said, you know what I'll do? I'll get it in brown ink because it'll kind of look like my skin and maybe my mom won't notice. So I'll have a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and no one will notice. That, Good that, idea. That'll be yeah. So I got the worst color, look completely non-committal, and I got a big Capricorn sign on my arm, and I look like a douche. <laughs> and you didn't realize <laughs> until it was there, yeah. douche. Oh my God! It was too late, Robin. <laughs> douche. <laughs> I had a big brown birth defect on my arm. <laughs> that was in the sign of Capricorn. And of course, my mother saw it and was like, what is that? <laughs> I wore long sleeves in the summer, almost for a full, you know, for a full year, I kept it hidden from her. <laughs> but this fucking tattoo looked like bird shit. And, uh, you know, I got subsequent tattoos after that. I put one on the back of my neck because, well, my mom wouldn't see it. And then I got over my fear of my mother after much therapy. And I started to put different tattoos on. I don't know how many I got. I got about seven. That's enough. I, I don't want to do any more. My luck, I'll get nice. fucking some disease from the fucking ink or some bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so then years later, I said, well, they said, you know, if you don't like your tattoo, you could do a cover up. I said, really? All right. I don't know what's with my right arm, but they designed this dress. They said, what do you like? I said, I don't care about anything that much. I just want something cool. So I said, what about like a dragon? 
I don't even like dragons. I don't know anything <laughs> about dragons. Dragons, it turns out, aren't even real. I'm busy with dragons. I said, why don't you turn it into a dragon? Well, they came up with some sort of fucking dragon. It doesn't even really look like a dragon. It's in the shape of my Capricorn because they had a... It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I got a dragon on my right arm that looks not even... You're not really sure what the fuck it is. <laughs> I hate it. It looks kind of cool when I wear a t-shirt. Because you can see the bottom of the dragon's tail hanging out. But uh, when it's when you see it, like if I get, you know, if I get in my bathing suit and I go in a pool and stuff, one of Beth's friends once said, what is that on Howard's arm? I don't get it. <laughs> and I said, I hope you told her that it's a dragon because I'm a badass. <laughs> is that what dragon means? That's right. <laughs> That's right, Robin. It's not even a cool looking. It looks like a salamander with Down syndrome. <laughs> and it's all skinny. It looks like it hasn't eaten. And my arm is thin. You know, I have thin, bony arms. I don't have muscular arms. And uh, you, you see this dragon. He looks emaciated. Like He's, he's not even a dragon you'd be scared of. So. Uh, well, don't say the DS thing. <laughs> I'm reading about all these terms you shouldn't say. Oh, yeah. Don't, no, Down syndrome's out. Down syndrome's out. Yeah, I watch. Uh, oh, they, they, you, 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 I told you you got to watch. Uh, Love on the spectrum. One of the kids is dating a woman with Down syndrome, and they dated the loveliest couple, the sweetest Such couple. Such a good show. So Such cute. Such a good show. So beautiful. So anyway, uh, I I fucked up on my right arm. I wish I could do it all over again because. Uh, You've never thought just... of getting it lasered off. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm too lazy to do that. And I'm sure that'll cause some problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I've seen these laser jobs where, you know, you look, you got to go 57 Sometimes times. Sometimes it just looks and, like you've got a skin condition then. Yeah, right. It's not like it completely <laughs> disappears. But what I really wanted to do was take D's tattoo and put it on my arm. It would have been cool. And that would be, but, uh, you know, I was embarrassed to do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, you can't go up to a guy and say, hey, do you mind if I have the same tattoo? Like, what are we? And he would have said to me, what are we in a club? Asshole. We, uh, lovers, what what, yeah, what are yeah, you yeah. trying to say here? Yeah, what well, yeah, what what am I dating you? <laughs> so uh, you got to be really careful. I'm a guy who's like, look at these assholes who get bad tattoos. I got one I don't like. Yep. So the other ones yep. I love. The other ones I I would I would not take back. But uh, look at that. That's a beauty. That's my dog's name in beautiful font right on my arm. I like that. I like looking at it. I like the little apple. I should probably put some color on that. It's just in black and white. I like it. But you say you don't I, want anymore. Are you going to no, go I'm back and get it. things fixed? Beth says to me, we have, to, you know, we've had more animals die. And what we do is the, our, our cats are like our children. We got to, we got to put their name on us. I go, honey, we've had 17 cats die on us already. Are we going to have a fucking <laughs> graveyard on my arm? <laughs> I, and she goes, well, I'm going to get more. I go, well, you do what you want. I don't want her to get any more. I like her without tattoos, but she she gets the tattoos. But uh, you know, I like tattoos, though. I do. I think they're they can look cool on certain people, not on me. You look For at sure. me you're like you're like, dude, you don't look cool at all. That fucking dragon <laughs> or whatever that thing yeah, is. Yeah, when Solomon. you said that, I totally was surprised. Yeah. All right, Morgan. That's the answer. Hey, I got to play you something funny. Those are my tattoos. We just took a <clears throat> tour. 
of Howard's artwork. Poor Mehmet. He's got gangster love tattooed on his back. That that worse than my dragon. Was that a joke? What? what how, how did that happen? I don't know. He wasn't thinking like me. There's a lot of guys out there not thinking. I got to oh play you this. Goodness. I heard you playing um, our announcer, George Takei. This is the best. You know I love George and Brad. George Takei, uh, we've known him now from Star Trek. He was Commander Sulu. We've had him on the show a million times, and everybody loves George. And everybody loves his husband, Brad. You call him his by his final uh, rank, huh? Commander. Commander to Commander Takei, yes. Commander oh. Sulu. Yeah. Okay. Of course I, I do. I didn't I didn't know you did that. I Wonderful was love. him as Lieutenant Sulu. Well, he became a captain and then when he became commander, they got him right out of the movies. They said, <laughs> George, we have good news and bad news. We've made you Commander Sulu. The bad news is Commander Sulu is not in the movie. Get out of here. <laughs> He's like, But I'm a commander now in Starfleet, thank you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, George, uh, this is the best. I just love when we get embedded with various people. And we, you know, we love George and Brad and anything we can learn about them. We love a Star Trek yeah. legend. Japanese-American George Takei was the Grand Marshal of the first Japan Day Parade in New York City. There never was a Japan Day Parade. Really? And I didn't know that. But uh, now I'm glad it's happened. The parade marks the 150th anniversary of the friendship between New York City and Japan. And they made George the Grand Marshal. So you could wow. imagine, you know, I'm the Grand Marshal. It's Commander Sulu. Does that come with a uniform? <laughs> I would have. Uh, so um, Japan Day Parade and nobody, you know, has a better story or har more horrible story than George. He was in a Japanese-American internment camp. You know, the whole thing. We don't have to go through it. But uh, we thought this was a good opportunity to touch base with George and Brad, so we sent our crack team, Mamet and Derek, to cover the big day. And were while they we were excited? There, I mean, I, I suppose George was really honored. <laughs> this is the greatest story you're ever going to hear, Robin. It's just so beautiful. We also got a first-hand look into the marriage between George and Brad, Ooh. so it was a big home run. The day before, so, so let me take you into a little slice of life. The day yeah. before the parade, the, the Japanese uh, parade, Japan Day, the day before the parade, George went on The View. He was a guest on The View, oh. and he was there to promote the event. But the interview took a turn, as it sometimes will, and, uh, and, and here's a little clip from The View. When I turned 9 and 10 and 11, I sensed that I was different from the others. Bobby Correll had the sweetest smile, <laughs> or Richard Montana uh, <laughs> was very athletic <laughs> and and his mother didn't uh, buy new clothes for him <laughs> I, I, I grew up in east l.a uh, all mexican-american barrio and when uh, richard montana hunkered down to play marbles his tight t-shirt went up and his tight pant jeans crept down and i saw a little bit of the small of his back okay it was very exciting so i grew up knowing i was different right right and i thought that was my difference from other people i wanted to be normal what i'm saying uh, to the gals on the view i wanted to fuck guys is that clear <laughs> you know what's great about george he does our show 
And when he talks about, you know, seeing some guy's yeah. ass crack, yeah. that's, we let it go. We love it. Right. On The View, they're still pretending like this is a horrible thing to say. You I know. know. I could hear that somebody wanted to pull in the reins. They did, They were like, how far is this going to go? We got to stop this. You know, I could see the outline of his penis. <laughs> it was clear to me that his balls were so large and penis engorged. Oh, my goodness. Whoopi's like, oh, shit. You know what <laughs> somebody, it is? Somebody stop him. Well, they encouraged him. He's on the view, and then all of a sudden he said, "You know, I I was attracted to Bobby," and I and everyone goes, ah, and then he goes, he sees he's getting laughs, and he goes, and then I saw his ass crack, and then <laughs> oh, That's right. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so George was on the view. That happened, and that interview led to a marital spat between George and Brad. Oh, really? Yeah, they told us about it when we arrived at the apartment the next day. We had a fight yesterday. Yeah, tell me We about rarely that. fight, but we had a fight because he criticized me. <laughs> he uh, criticized the fact that I made a speech on The View. Well, part of it is I just know George, when he does a subpar performance. I know Not he, I subpar. They didn't participate. They yeah. just sat there, smiled, and listened. I was refusing to talk to George all the way in a car, <laughs> car back to our apartment. It was festering, festering, building, building. And then when we got out of the car on the public street with all of the dense traffic, he starts criticizing me. At, at least not, not out in the public here when everybody can hear us, see us. Well, it went on for wow. a while. You know, and George, God bless him. I mean, you know, Brad's trying to tell him, George, you, you're not reading the room. You can't go on the view there to promote Japan Day. And you're you're going, you know, and the funny thing is, George is a brilliant guy. He can read and speak multiple languages, yeah. but he struggles with reading the room every time. You know, and so <laughs> that's Brad's, the language he <laughs> yeah. can't get room language. Right. But that's why we love George, because he yes. can't read the room. <laughs> So Brad explained why George's comments on The View bothered him. And George is just laughing in the background. He, he... Remember, George feels honored and privileged to be the Grand Marshal. The Japan Parade is organized by the government of Japan. And so it's like when George starts talking about the butthole or butt crack. Clean that hole. You know, it's kind of like the poor government of Japan <laughs> this, is their, this is their spokesman <laughs> and, I, I, and that got me upset because yeah. George knows better <sighs> Mamet was telling me that George always laughs whenever Brad tries to be genuine or vulnerable yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and, and, and George just goes and, and, and Japan is so proud of their parade and <laughs> <laughs> you know and George always is so sexual. You know, when I when I see that red dot on the Japanese flag, all I can think of is a man's anus hole. <laughs> <laughs> so the saga continues. We're covering this thing. An hour, an hour or so before the parade, George graced us with a traditional Japanese song while he was getting ready. This is how okay. he got ready for Japan. 
Yeah, which was quite beautiful. Juan Juan. Well, you've never met a Japanese dog. No, I haven't. <laughs> All the dogs I've ever met were from this country. Gee. Gee. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when George arrived at the parade, he was greeted by a lot of dignitaries, including the ambassador and consul general of Japan. And so here they are in New York, the ambassador and the consul general, and they're meeting George. Yes. And George used the opportunity to plug his Broadway show Allegiance. Oh. And I think Brad pulled him right out of there. I think they they they, they, they just, because th- they, they saw the, the officials were starting to look a little woozy. Yeah. You know, again, George not reading the room. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Well, out. you look elegant. It's my honor. It's my honor okay. to meet you. We saw you on MSNBC oh, uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, oh. You were impressed. I saw you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, developed a musical uh, for Broadway on the uh, internment of Japanese Americans oh, yes. called Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to see it? Not yet. Not uh-uh. yet. I've heard of it, but uh, I never had a chance yet. You may but have was... another chance. Yeah. We're going on the West End mm-hmm. in London. Yeah, yeah. I was so up George, there. we have to, the ambassador has to go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The ambassador jumped out the window to escape the conversation. (laughs) Uh, Did you happen to see the musical Allegiance? (laughs) He's so funny. Like, really, it didn't play that long. No. wasn't How many people do you think? Uh, did you did you happen to hear my anecdote about being horny for Richard Montana on The View, <laughs> Ambassador? I need to tell the Ambassador. When, when he was young, he was playing marbles. Uh, uh, George, we have to go. The Ambassador has to go. Oh, by the way, the Ambassador is the Consul General. That's his full title. Ambassador uh-huh. and Consul General. So it was one dude he met with. All right. And they pulled him out of there real quick. So, um... Everywhere does does Brad have to you know sort of snatch George and yeah. get him away everywhere? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's hey, like, uh, hey, Mamet, he's got some life, huh? It's great. It's fascinating. I mean, there's a reality show in this, don't you think? Brad and George, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a really, it's a definitely, it's an interesting dynamic. A lot of. um I would say passive aggressive kind of behavior towards each other. Right. But, um, the parade in general was just a, a kind of a mess. I felt sorry for George. I just felt he was a little disrespected by the way the parade went down. Well, let me play this for people. Oh. Oh. Yeah. This, yeah. what Mehmet's talking about is, uh, well, here, I'll take you to it. So after he, so after George met with the consul general, yeah. George was rushed off to the ribbon cutting ceremony. And uh, that was this was a good opportunity for Matt to get Brad alone. 
Oh, this is great because um, anytime Brad that day, they were having a difficult day. It was just a lot of stress that day getting George's lunch and there was some bickering back and forth. And so when I pulled Brad aside and uh, tried to talk to him about George, anytime he would say something nice about George, his voice would go super high pitch, like just sounded like he was gritting his teeth. But you can hear it in the clip. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the George is uh, doing the, the ribbon cutting and Brad standing there. Brad. Brett actually seemed to be struggling to say a few nice things about George. Here you go. <laughs> no, George. George is fun to live with. Yeah. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's slightly narcissistic. But, I mean, he has a right to be. You know, he thinks he thinks about himself first, and then me second. Brad, is time for lunch. He would never think of getting lunch himself. Or Brad, there's no fresh blueberries in the refrigerator. Not, well, George, run down to Morton Williams and get fresh blueberries. It's Brad, run down to Morton Williams and get fresh blueberries. So, Brad, I'm out of clean socks. Meaning, Brad, time for you to do the laundry. <laughs> you know, uh, Brad, these blueberries don't have feet. They can't walk to the house. You need to get them in here. Uh, Brad was pulled away moments later. George needed a pillow for his buttocks. So you can see that Brad uh, is is very, very uh, needed in every situation. Absolutely. For, yeah, Brad brings George's butt pillow over to him. We have to get the pillow. Where's Brad? Excuse me, I got to I'm right here. I have to get it. Where's the pillow? Right here. Oh, the car. George, here's your pillow. George, just sit on, sit on the left side with the, the, the cushion underneath you. George, let me hold it. What's going on there? So here, Brad is complaining to you that he has to take care of every one of George's needs. Right. And then two I seconds he later, just... he's looking for a butt pillow. Yeah, uh, George, he needed a pillow for his butt because he had to sit on the car. The, the bottom line is Brad is a really nice guy who works really hard for George like because George is, I think, very demanding, as as you heard right. Brad described, and I just think sometimes he feels maybe a little taken advantage of or not appreciated. I see. Well, let's let's continue. This is very interesting. This whole thing. Uh, George sat in a fancy convertible for the parade route and was soaking up the attention from the crowds and his adoring fans. And he right. kept so the saying parade that started well. I mean, it it started good. He was put in a convertible. There were lots of fans outside, and everyone was very, very excited to see him. So so far in the parade, things are going well. And he kept saying the same two phrases over and over again. Live long and prosper. Enjoy the parade. Live long and prosper. This is a great day for a parade. Enjoy the parade. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Have a good parade. If you have these regularly, you're going to live long and prosper. You're going to live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. It's a beautiful day for a parade. It's a beautiful day for a parade. Live long and prosper. You're going to live long and prosper. You know how much I love George, but, you know, I was listening to this last night, and I'm saying to myself, wait a second, wasn't Live Long and Prosper Spock's line? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not even, I mean, the sad part is in Star Trek, I mean, they didn't give George a whole lot to do, so he doesn't even it's have a, a tagline. Yes, Captain. <laughs> yes, he should just yell, yes, Captain. <laughs> Live Long and Prosper is Spock. Yeah. Oy vey. You know, uh, Leonard is dead, so I 
took his tagline. I, <laughs> I don't care. I'm saying live long and prosper. Aye, aye, and that's sir. It. He said that, too. Ah, he could have ah, said, ah, yes, Captain, ah. and aye, aye, sir. <laughs> I, I started to yell to the Japanese people, aye, aye, sir, but it meant nothing to them. Uh, <laughs> then I tried my tagline, oh, my, musculate you, tickle my tits, and nothing, and nothing. <laughs> I said to them, musculature and wahamole. <laughs> musculature. He started yelling Wakamole. out to the crowd, warp three, Wakamole. Captain. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> live long and prosper. He <laughs> <laughs> must have felt awful having to say live long and prosper. I mean, it is. It, <laughs> dry oatmeal. <laughs> Wakamole. Yeah, what is Tsunami's line? Uh, tsunami. Dry out me. Tsunami. <laughs> Enjoy the day. Analingus. Uh, by the way, the, the, the Japanese parade, the, some of the music, too, the instruments, the traditional Japanese instruments. Uh, imagine going down there on a Saturday morning and listening to this. Oh, <laughs> like <that's me>. <laughs> no, my God. It sounds like an air raid siren. Ouch. I used to watch those um, horrible documentaries on the bombing of Hiroshima, and it would be like, ding, 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 you know, in that, those kind of instruments. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, shit, this is depressing. All right, so now, back this to George. This is where, where it starts to go to shit, the parade. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> For some reason... They made George get out of his car, this beautiful convertible he was in, and waving oh. to everyone and saying, live long and prosper, right in the middle of the parade route to do press interviews. And you know, sometimes you just shouldn't listen to people. You should just sit in your car and continue to wave. But, you know, George <laughs> is listening to the people who are running the Japan Day Parade. Right. And there's a whole mix-up. So the car carrying George keeps driving down the parade route without George. Oh. And the parade goers are waving at an empty car with a banner that reads Grand Marshal George Takei. Oh, and Brad no. was really fucking ticked off. I'm really pissed off. Why is the parade ending on 68th Street and George's convertible is going without him? Because that's, they were, we were told that the, the press was going to be here. That's what the Jap, that's what race told us. Those p fans have been waiting in line to see George and they're seeing a convertible with no George Decay in it. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The convertible is going down the street without George in it to the to 68th Street, and George isn't in the convertible. All those people wonder, where's the Grand Marshal? Oh, why don't we get him a golf cart and <laughs> just finish the, the parade down? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, and get the banner, too. Get the George Decay banner. So now they're talking about sticking George in a golf cart. This this is what happens. I've I, you know so I've had a career. I've seen this kind of shit. You listen to people. They tell you to get out of the car. Next thing you know, they don't know what they're talking about. There's no press there, and now you're in a fucking golf cart, welling, yelling out, "Live long and prosper." I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Muscular. Well, it was so sad because the convertible is like dignified, and it really has like a sort of grand marshal grandness to it. And then he's just put in this tiny little pathetic golf cart that is just, I don't know, it just felt very, very disrespectful to him. Yeah. 
with a visual of the convertible in the front of this giant parade going down New York City. And it's literally just an empty car that says, you know, please welcome George Takei. And all the parade goers are staring at it, confused, wondering where George is. Yeah, here's George kicked out. I'm really pissed off. All right, wait. So here it is. This is George now on the golf cart. Right. All right. He's on the fucking golf cart. And you can hear the motor spirits, but it was starting to get to him. This is George riding around. He's not in his nice convertible. You hear the little motor on the golf cart. Yeah. Sputtering along. Live long and prosper. The folk dances are coming up next. Good to see you. I'm beaming. I'm beaming. Ironically, he's not prospering. He's been demoted to a golf cart. Sounds like he's riding on a lawnmower. Yeah. And this is an American hero. Like, this is someone we put in an internment camp, you know, during World War II. And don't you think, don't you think somewhere along the, the way William Shatner is just so pleased about all this? I mean, he must have. Probably. Know, Shatner got to ride into space on a rocket ship and George had to finish a parade in a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then it got worse. The battery dies in the golf cart. What? No, no, well, no. Actually, not the no, golf no, no. Cart, I got it yeah. wrong. The, the, the batteries die in the car hired to take George home after the parade. And George is tired. Like, all he wants to do is go home. Like, he's had this day where a bunch of things are going wrong, and he's finally, they pull up the, or the big black SUV is waiting for him, and he crawls in, and it turns out the driver left the car on during the entire parade. I think uh. he was listening to his radio or something. Mm, and yeah. yes, the battery died. Yeah. Wait till you hear the defeat in poor George's voice. Here you go. <laughs> Ready to go back to George's apartment. The vehicle that we're in has a dead battery. And so we're sitting in the back seat, not knowing what's going on. It is a disgrace. I'm a disgraced Grand Marshal. We have another car for you. Okay, I'm open. I'm get the whole behind the sanitation truck, George. Right here. And there it is. So, so, George yeah, is, so the battery dies. George is defeated. He goes, I'm a disgraced Grand Marshal. <laughs> and then to make matters worse, when they switch him out of the car, he's, he's, he's out behind a garbage truck. It was just so horrible. I think the driver was afraid he was going to get in trouble. So instead of just quickly ordering George an Uber, the driver was like, no, 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 wait, I'll get another car. So George is tired. He wants to go home. And they made him sit in this car for like an hour while they tried to scramble for another car. Uh, And then when they finally found one, he had to sit, as you hear, next to like a dumpster while they were loading it, a garbage (laughs) truck for his next car. It was just it was terrible. I'm I'm glad you would. I'm I'm mad. I'm glad you were there to cover this because this is the dark side of show business everyone thinks yeah, it's people fun don't realize yeah i'm well, a disgraced George loves being i'm a disgraced fans. i'm a disgraced grand marshal all he can think of is somebody's you know zooming this <laughs> down to william shatner wherever he is so he can have a good laugh and poor george is like jo- poor george is like you know poor brad brad's busy getting him Different things. It's just, it's just not, it's just, well, what you know, Brad's job is to keep his ego pumped up. Excuse me, someone's being very, very rude. 
Oh, hey, George. We were just, uh, George, how you doing, man? I'm sorry what happened with the the, the Jap- Japan Day. Yeah. Live yeah. long and prosper. Beautiful day for a parade. Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> I love your line, live long and prosper. It's so smart to continue on that tradition. You have to. You have to honor the uh, the legacy of Star Trek and Gene Roddenberry and the fans. They love Star Trek and they love me. How many, um, and this is maybe too inside, but how many live long and prospers do you have to do before you get to enjoy the parade? In other words, will you mix it up? Will you say live long and prosper, enjoy the parade? Or will you sometimes say like live long and prosper, live long and prosper, and then enjoy the parade? Well, the thing is, you're moving at a certain pace, and you don't know who's heard me say live long and prosper. So I keep saying it because some fan out there has been waiting hours to hear my my wonderful phrase, live long and prosper. You know, I had to make the uh, Star Trek sign, the Vulcan salute, with my hands all day. They were in agony. And yeah, I told Brad later, I said... Don't expect a hand job for at least a month. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I loved your appearance on The View. They couldn't handle your story about uh, this young boy and how you realized you were gay, but I loved it. I loved hearing about this guy's ass crack when he was playing marbles. (laughs) Oh, there is nothing subpar about my marbles story, you know. Sexy would be the best way to describe it, you know. And that story I told on The View about when I realized I was different, that's very personal to me. I cherish my memories of Bobby and Richard. Right. Hey, you know, I am no one to, I'm no expert on relationships, and far be it from me to say anything to the great George Takei about his relationship, But, but let me just give you a bit of advice, and if I'm out of line, you tell me. What's with ordering Brad around your lovely husband? You you yell at him. Where is my ass pillow? Where are my blueberries? You've got to you've got to show some appreciation. Thanks for reminding me, Brad. Where's my ass pillow? Uh, listen. Howard, there shouldn't be any uh, dilly-dallying when I'm the honoree of a prestigious parade. I see. In I other words, feel, you're, uh, the, you're the Grand Marshal, and you should be treated course. by Brad in a certain way, not as just his husband, but you are elevated at that moment. I see. I, I just demand hard work. F- pillow. Yeah, I need my ass pillow. It's a, you know, it's, it's a long, uh, uh, trek, pun intended. <laughs> and, uh, you have to, you have to be comfortable. I demand a lot for my assistant. I, I mean, husband. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, all right. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm not going to interfere in your relationship. So was the parade a good experience or were you disappointed? I saw by the end of the parade, you were demoted to a golf cart. And you said you were a disgraced Grand Marshal. <laughs> well, I think I was just a little tired there. You know, it was, it was a very positive experience. And one of the great things was they let me keep my golf cart. Here, watch me ride around. Live long and prosper. Beautiful day for a parade. 
live long and prosper. <laughs> I could do this forever, Howard. They got yes. me a great ass pillow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George. Thank you so much. There he is. George says uh, it, it, it was a good experience. They- I, I think he's a little tired, that's all. You're hearing that that voice of defeat because it had been a long day. Yeah. Anyway, there's a glimpse into our hero, George Takei, and his big day as the Grand Marshal, as brought to you by Mehmet and Derek as they traveled around with George and Brad. Lots of fun inside uh, inside the, the inner workings of that organization. Shawnee, you're on the air in... New York, Shawnee or Shawnee, I don't know how you say it. Shawnee. Shawnee, oh, fancy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, you must be a, a firecracker. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> hey, I by the way, I do want to, oh I, I want to mention one thing. I'm watching Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus yesterday. And all of a sudden I see this character and I go, that guy looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And sure enough, Flea's got a major little uh, part in that. Um, Is that right? He plays one of the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't he, tell us he was acting. He kidnaps a little girl. Don't ask about it. He's a bad dude, but he, he was pretty good in it. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was on the show. He didn't mention one thing about the fact yeah. that it, that's a pretty cool thing. But, you know, like me, I'd be like, hey, by the way, I'm in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, You'd show. be like George, promoting every right. moment, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I would even be stealing Obi-Wan's not lines and yelling them out. <laughs> I'm a Jedi. Hello. It's a beautiful day for a parade. <laughs> yeah. uh, what can I do for you, Shonea? Shonea. So, hi, by the way. <laughs> I'm like freaking out. Um, don't uh, don't you- uh, waste my time with nonsense, Shonea. Get to your point. Hey. Hey, relax, okay? Well, I can't relax. I'm entertaining millions. So am I. No, I'm just kidding. Can I tell you, I am, like, so convinced that Ralph is in love with Chris. Hmm. Well, there's an interesting The only time he... (laughs) (laughs) The only time he gets on the phone is when Chris is on and, like, he knows exactly how Chris feels all the time. It's just crazy. Well, Chris, I'm going to ask you a genuine question. And I, now we've always questioned Ralph's sexuality. There are those people out there. I'm not one of them who believe that Ralph is full on gay. Um, he does spend a lot of time with you, Chris. It yeah. doesn't make him uh, a gay man, but um, no. it, some people are suspicious. First of all, do you mm-hmm. think? And I'm being serious. Yes. I don't want bullshit answer. I want to know your deep answer i'm talking about deep in the bowels of your mind yep is ralph in love with you i think in it i will tell you the truth i think in a friendly way i think we love each other as friends you don't think he wants i don't ask what you feel i'm asking you what what's the vibe you pick up from him do you think if if you made yourself open to it do you think he'd like be in a romantic relationship with you if I made myself open to it that's right you think he'd have his way with you <laughs> I mean in what way in what way open sexually to would he would he blow like you? a relationship or like a blowjob blowjob would he blow you if you said Ralph I need a fucking blowjob 
Uh, you know, I don't know what your deal is. Ralph says he's straight. Who am I to disagree? And I don't know that he would do it. But what I'm saying is, in your mind, yeah. do you think he is in love with you enough that he would blow you? Yeah, probably. Yes. Okay. Right. Really? <laughs> I mean, I think he'd be more apt to let me blow him because I think he sort of has that idea of like, yeah, if you want to blow me, like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> right. You know, but I don't think he pines for me. If if he was into guys, I don't even know that I'd be his type, quite right. frankly. Right. So well, you're when his he type. talks to you, he's like so empathetic and like so sweet and just like his whole like just whole energy changes when he talks to you. You know what I mean? It's just like he I, is I a very good friend. Uh, he is a very good know, friend. Pretty good you, but but you guys seem to fight all the time, so yeah, it's almost like bicker, you're a couple. Vicious fight. We we yeah. bicker, but Ralph is also a contrarian. Like the other day, we were talking about Obi Wan, and I was saying, I got to tell you, I have some problems with the show. And he goes, You don't know what you're talking about. Then you go write it. You why didn't you write it? You don't even know. You don't even know who directs it. You don't know anything about it. You, shut up. <laughs> you know, and we're in public, so yeah. And then we get offered pride cocktails, and he wonders why. He's yeah. fighting with you about Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It got it got heated. It got uh, the only nasty. thing. Uh, <laughs> I know how you feel, but I, you know, I'm enjoying Obi Wan. I actually like it. Yesterday, you guys reminded me of who Obi Wan was. Now I understood who he was, and I started watching it, and I'm really enjoying it. But again, you know, we've discussed this, Chris. The the yeah. problem with Obi Wan, like a lot of superheroes, is these fucking guys don't want to use their powers. Obi Wan. He's got powers, you know, and Jedi's I never understood. I kind of fucking am disturbed by Jedi's. One episode, you see them, they're doing amazing things. They're dodging right. bullets. They can fly almost. They're yes. And then, then, then they go to town and they can't even like they, they trip on the ground because they have nothing. And sometimes it doesn't work. It's like in, and, in and Obi-Wan yeah. is a powerful Jedi. Very. He's a, He's all confused. I don't want to use my powers. He's a neurotic. I, I, I mean, uh, uh, take this sword and bury it. I, I can't even see it. I don't want to look at it. No, you must. You must never reveal your identity. No, asshole. You're like Superman. Reveal your identity. And how don't yeah. you know that? Darth no, Fate because is then they get wiped out. If they're out so there. powerful. How do they get wiped out? That's right. That's because right. they're assholes. <laughs> they're like they're they're losers. Like these religious kooks. They kind of are. Uh, they're like they're like Dudley Do Rights. I do like Obi Wan, the new show. I'm enjoying it. I got to be honest. Even with its I like flaws. the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian day one episode great. one he goes, I got all these powers. I got cool gadgets. I'm gonna use them. Fuck you, Obi Wan. Oh, I, I I can't be seen. I must I must stay away from the young Padawan. Shut up. Why dude. is uh Why Stop is Obi Wan British? By the way, how does that work? I don't know. Well, That's a good I guess question. because the original guy was British. Yeah, but I'm saying, but what is there a planet filled with people with British accents? <laughs> it's space. <laughs> yeah, there was no England in space. I mean, right? The There's long no time planet, ago, far far away. There's no planet England. <laughs> maybe there is right. maybe All there's right, a anyway. space queen yeah all right so there you go shania um thank you uh, i don't know if ralph is in love with chris wilding but the next time he calls in he did I such a nice beautiful he, thing he for me the other go day go back and listen to some of his like your tapes with him talking to chris i'm just telling you there's a difference but he did anyways, such a nice you. thing i i bought this uh this spring jacket and it wasn't cheap i treated myself to it 
and I left it outside somewhere like an idiot. Ralph ran to the place I left it the next day. I called him. I said, you got to help me out. He gets the jacket for me, okay? Not only does he get the jacket, when he gives it to me yesterday, he folded it so beautifully in this nice little garment bag. It was like so touching. I was so, I said, this is, this is so nice. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, I just, I, you know, I don't have many friends, but the ones I do and I have and I like, they mean a lot to me. And Ralph, Ralph is a good guy. He means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. That's all. You guys have a nice relationship. Some Very of the nice. guys have seen, some of us have seen Ralph get a little physical with Chris. Uh, wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were out in a dinner in LA to celebrate Sal's birthday and, you know, I Ralph was about that. touching his leg and, you know, very. Oh, it was <laughs> more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a more than friendly way. Really? Um, yes. Well, I think friend- it was Will who said, like, you know, oh, would you let uh, Chris touch your cock? And Ralph goes, sure. And then he, he physically took my hand and put it on, uh, you know, his, his appendage. Oh, uh, <laughs> let me see. Ralph, well, I'm here. Wait a second. I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, uh, Ralph. Yeah, I, I didn't like, hear everything because I'm a delay, but mm-hmm. Chris is like one of these internet trolls. I'm sitting there saying how much I love Obi-Wan. He's like, well, you know, they didn't have this. And they, I'm just like, do check. Like, if he was on my uh, Instagram, I would, like, delete him or something. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi, let me clear up He's a couple of things out. here. First of all, it's a great show. First of, all, okay. first of all, Obi-Wan is a good show. There's no question. Yes, it's flawed, but every show is flawed. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, you can pick anything apart, but it happens to be good entertainment. Now, the bigger question here is, Ralph, what the fuck is going on? Would, you know, Chris's feeling is... That you would blow him. He, that you would blow him. I said under uh, specific circumstances. Yeah. First of all, the, uh, the the chick on the phone is funny because just because I have some empathy to Chris or something, right. I want to fuck you. Gay. I'm gay. You know, but whatever. No, it, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant how you are when you talk to him. It wasn't like. We talk we talk a lot. I, I have empathy for what he's going through, the type of person he was seeing. I, I, Are, you I, I, I situ- Are you in no. love with him? Are you in love with him? I love him as a friend. You know, I mean, do you I, that's what I said. I care, I, mean? I care about him a lot. And if I was looking to get him, I would have made my move already. I would have like. Well, didn't you? Didn't you make your move? The guy say, the guy say in L.A., you put your hand on his cock. Oh, well, that was just for fun. I could see the mm. outline of his beard. Well, what I hear is you are putting, here's what I hear. I hear you're spending an inordinate amount of time with Chris. You spend more time with Chris than any other staffer. That, well, well um, that's, that's not entirely true, by the way, either. I mean, I might who else spend do you more spend time with? Mamet. Not in the last, not in the last month, but yeah, I spent a like lot of them. time when he didn't move out to wherever the fuck he moved to. I do get but, jealous of that, actually. That <laughs> I, I forget that him and Mehmet are like kind of friendly too, and I feel a little, you know, second fiddle to that sometimes. I don't like that. <laughs> all, right. I, 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 all right, you know what? I I really don't care if Shania. <laughs> okay. no, no offense, yes, you do. Oh, yes. if I was blowing Chris or you blowing me, you care. <laughs> okay, it's fine. <laughs> I get it. I mean, Ralph, look, you know how I feel. Life's too short. <laughs> If you're a gay man and There's, you're feeling for men, you should be out and about and enjoying if the he gay lifestyle. Chris, would that make him gay? That is my feeling 
about life. Now, that ain't Howard, necessarily your feeling. Saying, if he just had sex with Chris, does that make him gay? Yes. Oh, yeah. love. No, no, no. It's just two men. No, it's together. just, it's just but, but, but here's the thing Ralph tells me that he is straight. And I'm I believe attracted. I'm not. Chris is wonderful. I'm not attracted to him in any sort of sexual way. If I wanted to get him, I'd say, hey, Chris, let's stop by my place. I want to show you something. Yeah, I, 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 show you I my, would never go up to Ralph's place. I want to show you my Obi-Wan toy. But by the way, Chris, show you my lightsaber. Yeah, Chris, you're not into Ralph because he's too old, right? I don't know that he's too old. I just, you know, it would be very, put it this way. If I'm friendly with you, I probably don't want to fuck you. Because if I want to fuck you, it's very hard to be just friendly. Would you be, would you be turned off to blowing Ralph? Well, in the sense that he's my friend. Now, I've heard Ralph has a big penis. He does. I've seen his cock. I've seen his cock. Put it this way. If I was was at a glory hole, if I was at a glory hole and Ralph's penis came in. No, I'm not asking you that. I'm saying to you, if Ralph came to you and said... If Ralph said to you, "Hey man, you know, look, hey man, <laughs> I would love, I would love to experience one of your expert blowjobs. You've bragged on the air how great you are. You're I would a power like you bottom. to just let's see what that's all about. I'm not a power bottom. <laughs> bottom for one guy. Yeah, I just want you to. I want you to suck me off. Come on, give me a break. Would you do it? No, I think that would be very inappropriate and would ruin the friendship. Well, okay. uh, yeah, and also, Howard, the way you're saying is just unromantic. I would... I, Creepy. I'd, I'd lick him above, I'd well, whatever him you two guys do. Well, well tell me you a romantic scenario. I, I, I understand. You give blowjobs. Right. Pro- we'd probably be at dinner. We'd probably be at dinner, right? Uh, and this is getting weird. <laughs> we'd probably have a drink. And then, like, I would, like, kind of rub my leg against his or something and then sit closer and then... You thought about this. Grab his hand. Oh my god! <laughs> no talking. No talking. Gra- grab his little head, people. Right. My little head. Grab his little head and <laughs> stick it down there. What am I a gnome? <laughs> what am I hey, a gnome? <laughs> but Rob, you like that type. You like those twinky types, and Chris oh, is definitely yeah. twinky. Yeah, he is a little twinky. Yeah, please. Uh, no. Yeah, and Chris does make the point too. Even if I was or something like that, you, you know, the worst, the, the, the last thing you want to do is have sex with a good friend. It just fucking ruins that. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah. You, I mean, I mean, you spend so much time with them. There must be an attraction. I don't spend an inordinate amount of time with them. We had dinner tw- twice. When I'm last, into like, a, when I'm into a girl, I spend a lot of time with her. Working yeah. that situation, you know what I mean. I hyper focus, so you know. The yeah, idea you that your, you, you put your 10,000 hours in. <laughs> I sure do. Yeah, I don't do I'm, that. I am laser focused on my woman. That's you, man. It's good. And and you, <laughs> you are laser focused on Chris. No. You think? Yeah, I how sure do. How often do they talk? Who, how often do they talk? Be honest. Oh, once a day. I mean, at talk least through text. text. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, oh, stop. A lot. Well, oh, I'll tell on, you. Guys. If come I on. see if I see Ralph's number on my phone, sometimes I don't answer because I know it will at the very least be an hour long conversation. And I don't blame him. We both just love to we love to chat and joke Give around me. and Robin, you know. Robin. Robin. I do the same thing. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be talking to Chris for an hour. I can't pick up. Right. We can't, <laughs> we can't quit each other. It's not bad. Do you know any other dudes 
that like, like I call, I mean, I speak to my wife all day mm-hmm. and I would text her all day. Right. You've been in relationships with dudes. You know, you call each other, you check you, you, every day you check in with each other. Right. What's with these two guys? What's going know. on here? What I do you make it to every day? These guys are in touch. I it's think almost you, what? I think it's something lovely and you two don't have to try to ruin it. I'm going to ask you something, Ralph, and I want the fucking truth. I'm going to I want the truth right now. Have you ever masturbated to Chris? Absolutely oh. not. Uh, I don't believe it. I'm starting to believe there's a real love I, affair. I swear on the live, my mother and sister. I just getting a call. My mother, my mother just died. <laughs> <laughs> they both got in a car accident. Oh, what don't about even you, say that. Chris? Have you ever thought about blowing Ralph? Seriously. No, and I swear oh, that on true? the life of Ralph's mother and sister. No. <laughs> uh, never. See, I love him. He's funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, we laugh. We do. We laugh a lot, and I think that you know that's just a good friendship. All right. And by the way, who else? Some, wait a minute, Chris. Do you talk yeah. to anyone else and text anyone else yes. every day? Yes, and I'll tell you exactly who. Uh-oh. Jonathan. Husband. Jonathan Blit. John Blit. We, yeah, we I don't are like also that, very. By the close. way, well, I don't like <laughs> that you're on with Mehmet. It, well, you know, sometimes the Chris will, like, he'll tell me something. I think, oh, he's, you know, telling me something interesting or whatever. And then I find out he just told, like, five other people the same thing. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> well, you're the same thing. And Mehmet does the same thing. He'll send me a text, and I find out he sent it to you first. So I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want your sloppy second. All, all right, ladies, ladies, let's calm down. All right. A bunch of queens. Okay. <laughs> Two queens. <laughs> hey, all right. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still laughing over that, George. George Takei think when he was on The View, like, if they didn't cut him off, he would have been describing cock. <laughs> this is my problem so with great. shows like The View. You got a guest like George, and here he is. He's finally, like, he's unhinged. He'll do whatever he wants to do. And a great moment is happening. He, he's sitting there, and he's saying, <laughs> they ask him, you know, when did you know you were gay or whatever, or whatever, whatever they ask well. him. And, and all of a sudden, you know, and I would see his ass crack, and I would think to myself, but they made him, they made him so ashamed to talk. It was such great television, and they cut it off. I mean, it all right, wrap me crazy. It up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my, please stop, you know. And then, like, like, he's doing something wrong. He's talking about ass crack. He's a young boy, and he's realizing, I don't want to stare at some girl. His clothes I didn't fit, you know. His mother would not buy him new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does that mean? So great. So great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, fellas and Shawnea, thank you very much for answering the question, is Ralph gay? And again, we got the answer. Ralph is straight. He is not interested in Chris. He's not interested in Chris. <laughs> right. And that, Ralph, you're going with that, right? You're going with that, right? That's it. That's the story. <laughs> Hello? Yes. That's the story. In other words, you are not interested in Chris. That's it, and you're not. Right. Purely friendship. Pure friendship. Okay. There's Rob's story. Okay, Shanae? All right. Bye, Howard. Bye, Robin. Bye. What about me and Chris? Okay, bye, Chris. Bye, no. Hey, get that broad out of here. Ralph's 100% straight, and there you go, Robin. And don't doubt it. If Ralph says right. it, then it's uh, true. Oh, it. I guess I have to go with that. <laughs> well, hey, listen, 
You know, Liberace spent his whole life looking for a woman. I haven't found the right woman yet. <laughs> That's what they say sometimes. I'm so you busy. Cannot, you cannot find the one. I'm busy with Chris. <laughs> I'm, yeah, stop calling me Boober. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. There you go. There it is. So now you got the answer. Yeah, you know, that question comes up, what, every few months? <laughs> every day in my life. <laughs> Okay, our friend Bobo's on the phone. What's up? Hey, how you doing there, Howard? You never got to answer this question. Um, you know, being that Rob Zombie now is coming out with the reboot of the Munsters, for me personally, I think, you know, having it in color is going to really make it pop, you know, make the special effects in detail. But what do you think about the black and white? Do you like the original? Do you prefer that? Uh, I love the show, The Monsters, and I, it never bothered me that it was in black and white. Right. That's my answer. Is that what you want? Is that, is that the question? Did yeah, I you prefer that? this you know, new one be in black and white? Yeah, he's putting I, it in I prefer color whatever, now. Rob. Uh, yes, I will be fine with color. I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay, you got your answer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. There's your answer. Bobo asked the question. Yeah. Will you be all right if the Munsters are in color? And I yeah. said, yes. I said, yes. Bo Puppet, do you have a question? Yes. Do you think the Munster Mobile will be in the new movie? Your thoughts? All right. The Dragula is what you're talking about? No. Uh, the Munster Mobile. Dragula was the thing that Grandpa Munster drove around in, although he was Grandpa Dracula. Says car was Dragula. Your right. thoughts? What was the question? I'll change the question. Did you right, like the first go. or second Marilyn better? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bobo. And Do you think you, that Bobo. Grandpa was gay? <laughs> I did, but he was not. Because you never saw him with a woman, no. and it seems like he liked to suck things. Right. You, your All right. What a question. Do you... Will you be all right if the monsters are in color? Well, how would I know? I mean, I haven't seen it yet. You'd be all right with a really good movie, right? I'll be all right. However, with that. it turns out, and however Rob makes it. Do you think that they should have made the black monsters? Your thoughts? I got to tell you. Now, I, I I see the the calls are up here. We get a lot of calls during this show. And I see since Monday morning at 5 a.m., Bobo was up there waiting to ask that. <laughs> I saw that he, that Bobo had a Munsters question. So he's waited four days to say that. Do you, do, do you like the Munsters? He likes the, what is he? He likes the Munsters in color. He thinks that the, the color is going to make the special effects pop. I, I think see. it's going to pop. I think it's going to make the dinosaur, spot the dinosaur under the stairs. He's going to really pop. All right. Your, your thoughts. Yeah. So his question was burning inside of him for four days now, or three days. Maybe he started on Sunday thinking about that question. And the question mm -hmm. really was, do I, how will I, I'm not even sure it was a question. It was like, do you prefer the black and white or the color? And, and of course, I've not seen the, the new Monsters movie. It hasn't come out yet. 
So how would I know? Now, I mean, and I, I was honest with him. I, I, and I, I, I hate to be this honest, but I, yes, I enjoyed the black and white musters. And do I you suspect, think, go ahead. Yes. Do you think the monsters would be better in 3D? Your thoughts? Hmm. Well, that's a tough one. Maybe save that question for tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, I, one more. Do you think Lily wow. Monster's tits will look better in color? <laughs> Your thoughts? Well, I know that Rob's beautiful wife, Sherry, plays Lily Munster. So uh, our tits will look fantastic, Boba Puppet. Thank you. Oh, yeah. but Lil, Lily or Morticia? Your thoughts? For fucking Morticia, always. How about Marilyn? Your thoughts? What about her? Which Marilyn would you fuck more? The first Marilyn in the monsters? First Marilyn. Or the second first Marilyn? Mar first Marilyn was better looking than the second. What else you want to know? Do you think the Van Halen family were Munster's fans since Eddie Munster was named Eddie and his middle name was Wolfgang? Your thoughts? Right. All right. Was his middle name Wolfgang? It was. Jeez, I didn't know. Eddie Wolfgang Munster? Correct. Do you think Eddie Van well, no, Eddie Van Halen had to name his son after Wolfgang Mozart. Von, von, what's his name? Uh, Wolfgang Mozart? <laughs> yeah, Mozart. Yeah. Wolfgang, Mo Wolfgang Mozart, not Wolfgang Munster. <laughs> That'd be amazing if he named him after Wolfgang Munster. Actually, right. I think it might have been Wolfgang Puck. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wow. What Radio or TV, your thoughts? Uh, TV, even though I'm a radio guy. Dinosaur or dog, your thoughts? Dog, every time. Okay. One last question. If Grandpa from the right. Monsters was from Transylvania, then why did he talk like he was from Brooklyn? Your thoughts? Hmm. Good one. Wow. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. It's the same way uh, Obi-Wan is uh, British. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sorry, one more question. Inhaling yeah. or exhaling? Your thoughts. Inhaling. Up or down? Your thoughts. Up. Always. <laughs> Feet or hands? Your thoughts. Hands. Always. Tying your shoes or tying a tie? Shoes. Left or white? Always right. Never left. Spoon or fork? Fork. Near More versatile. Or far? Always near. I don't want to go far. <laughs> inside or outside? Always inside. Sky or land? Land. Cock or balls? Cock. Always. Balls are nasty. A sweep or awake? Always awake. Mm. This right. or that? This. <laughs> Always over that. Birds or turtles? Your thoughts. Birds. Left breast or white breast? Your thoughts. Right. Because you want to know why? Yeah. I lean on my left side and I play with your titties with my right hand. Yeah. I'm a righty. Okay, go ahead. Right. 
So I'm into the right. Karate or judo? Always karate. I don't want close contact. I don't want to have to wrestle somebody. Cheech or Chong? (laughs) Oh, man. Now you asked a good question. Oh, boy. That's the tough one. Beavis or Butthead? Oh, my God. That's a tough one. I cannot wait for that Beavis and Butthead movie to come out on Paramount. Kawa or Black and White? Oh, God, we're back I answered that. that already. All right, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, oh. Beavis and Butthead, yeah. yeah. Marianne, Marianne from Brooklyn, go ahead. Dumb, dumb or dumber. Howard, I am so glad that a-hole bombed, because guess what? We went over that question on Zoom going back when I tried to help him, and I said it was decent, but you didn't pick up on it, so why would he hold on Two months later for that question. I know. All right. Hey, listen, he tried. He tried. Come on. You're being a little yeah, oh, tough. Come on, Howard. Why do you give him a pass all the time? Oh, He's my God. Have, let me go oh. to my topic, Howard. I wanted to talk about Benji's weight loss. I wanted to talk about AGT and Nick Cannon. I wanted right. to, I got a million topics, Howard. And you keep giving him a pass? Why do you feel so sorry for him? I know why. Because <laughs> he's dumber than dumb. And he can't come up with a, a, a thought on his own. Oh, my goodness. I, I, wow. I have another question. Go ahead. Listening to her shrieking or hang up? <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts. Wow. All right. Thank you, Bobo Puppet. Uh, Very enlightening. Thank you. All right. Uh, Joe, you're on the air. Hey. Sorry. So I just wanted to quickly go back to Obi-Wan. You and Chris were partially wrong. So basically, Obi-Wan's been cutting himself off from the Force and not using the Force, so he's rusty. If you watch in the later episodes, he can barely use the Force to move. Oh, don't tell me about later episodes. I'm not spoiling anything. No, no, no. Joe, Joe, Joe. First of all, if I was Obi-Wan Kenobi and I had superpowers, I would never cut myself off from the force. You'd never get rusty, right? (laughs) There would be no... I would be so... First of all, every day I would use my power... Excuse me! Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Every day I'd use my powers just to even do shit like pick up my coffee cup and have it fly across the room. Something simple. Cut yourself off. I know he's hiding. I'm watching the show. He should stop hiding. All right. I'm going to use my force to hang up on you, Joe. I got it. I I follow you. I follow you. I feel you. I feel you. The force feels you. And it feels like fucking telling you to leave me alone. Never call again. (laughs) (laughs) The force is very strong in me. You know who's got to be happy? This is a a feel-good story. Kate Bush is a a singer-songwriter who released a song called Running Up That Hill in the 80s. This is the song. And the song has had such a resurgence that it's like soaring up the charts, which rarely happens. You know, she's probably sitting at home going, hey, I had my day. I don't know what happened, but... And then all of a sudden she wakes up one day and her song is like with kids. Kids are going fucking nuts for this song. And so you go, well, how's that possible? She, They took her song because Stranger Things takes place in the 80s, and they played it on Stranger Things, and the song, Kids Are Digging It. And wow. so she must be out of her mind happy. Why not? You know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Well, I mean, Was she still she, in the business, or was she? Honestly, 
she quit her job at Burger King. And she's thinking about going on tour. The song came out in 1985, Running Up That Hill. And uh, now she's, uh, you know, she probably probably she will go out and tour. People want to talk to her again. Absolutely. That's unusual for that to happen. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I felt good for the woman. I mean, I can imagine if I was a recording artist, then I I don't know how, what, what shape Kate Bush's career was in. I don't even really know Kate Bush. What'd she look like? I don't know. I, when you no. said her name, I was like, Kate Bush, Kate Bush. Why do I know that name? I don't even know. Yeah, Gary, D- I, I know the name Kate Bush, but Gary, did Kate Bush have a lot of hits? You're like a Casey Kasem type. What do you, what do you know about her? No, I mean, she, she was definitely an alternative act. I think the way most people would know her is either from that song or... Do you remember Peter Gabriel had an album out, that big album with Sledgehammer on it? There was a yeah. song on there, a ballad called Don't Give Up, which was a yeah. duet with another woman. That's her. But not I with another. He didn't have a duet with another woman. He's not a woman. Yeah, he's he had not a, duet, a woman. Right. Sorry. <laughs> he had, a, he had a, a duet with her. But I don't yeah. think she's widely known uh, to most people. Like she's big in the alternative world. Unless Peter Gabriel's transitioning, he couldn't Gary be doing a duet. Gary might be telling us something we don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine that. Gary knew that Peter Gabriel was transitioning and that he did a duet with another woman. <laughs> That'd be a big story. Yeah. Yeah. So Kate Bush is not one of your Desert Island discs. In other words, she's not a fave. She's not a big star. No. I right. do like this song a lot. I mean, this is... Do you? I, Let you me said, hear it. If you said play a Kate Bush song, I couldn't tell you a, a second song. So what's the deal? What's uh, What number uh, is this in America? So it's about to go to number one in the UK. And I just looked at the Billboard chart. It's number four in the US, but it's got that green arrow going up. Wow. Which just says that it, it keeps going. But this is a little Good weird now, Howard, because they base a lot of stuff on streams. Like I'm looking at this article about the UK thing and like it's a whole weird formula where if you stream it a hundred times it counts as one record sale. But it's the most streamed song in the in the wow. UK right now. Good for her. Oh, Kate Bush is 63 years old, so it's been a while. Mm. Okay, good for you, Kate. Congratulations. That's all I have to say. By the way, it, while it would not be on my Desert Island jukebox, it would be on, on an alternative Desert Island jukebox. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And she was discovered by Peter, no, not Peter Gabriel, uh, David Gilmore. David Gilmore, he got it signed to a contract. All right. Thank you. I think he was trying to get laid. Well, you you're sniffing like you're sniffing like Bobo <laughs> when you're doing your Gary impression. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got confused. My caps were on too tight. <laughs> oh. All right, thank you, Gary Puppet, not Bobo Puppet. Right there, you go. Anyway, jeez, uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram. What do you mean? Speaking of stranger things, everything on my Instagram is Millie Bobby Brown. You know how, like, when you go to search for something on Instagram, my search, they give you little windows of things you can look at. And every window is filled with Millie Bobby Brown on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, like, or Millie Bobby Brown walking the red carpet, or Millie Bobby, it's like, everything is Millie Bobby Brown. What have you been up to? Nothing like Beth goes. You must search Millie Bobby Brown. I said I've never searched Millie Bobby Brown ever. I, I mean, I don't search for Millie Bobby Brown. I like Stranger Things. I think the new season's a lot of fun. I I, I don't like that they didn't give us the ending and we got to wait a few weeks. But 
Um, I'm watching Millie Bobby Brown, I think was on The Tonight Show, doing an Amy Winehouse impression. That's what I was watching this morning, and I can't stop watching it. This this kid's so precocious. I mean, she's like... Uh, well, how old is she now? I don't know, but she's like Miss Showbiz. This was from 2019. I had JD look it up. Okay. She's singing. She's doing it. I mean, but she does it all. You know, she's singing. She's acting. She's good looking. Did you do a little, Amy? <laughs> sure. Um, meet you downstairs in the bar and her. Your rolled up sleeves and your skull t-shirt. You said, why did you do with him today? And sniff me out like I was I'm watching her. She's adorable. I mean, uh, you know, I, uh... Uh, Howard, this is Millie Bobby Brown's agent. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I told you this kid is show business. Acting's one facet of her abilities. And unlike a Jedi, she ain't in hiding, brother. This girl's going to take over show business. We These always other, said that, yeah. You always believed in her. I, I I became her agent when she was three years old. I knew you it. You could tell even back then? That's right. This kid is show business. Wow. Here she is on The Tonight Show re- doing, uh, she's rapping like Mickey, uh, Nicki Minaj. Can All you give right. us a little taste of it? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Bill. Yes. Pull up in that monster automobile gangster with a bad that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in a tongue color of Willy Wonka. You can be the king, but watch the queen conquer. First things first, I'll eat your brains. And then we'll start rocking go teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a monster do. Hands are the bubble, and that's a monster do. Mine's up that's from that's from 2016. She was like seven. That's what I'm I know saying. where she could go next. She Where? needs to go to Saturday Night Live. They had all those people defect. Get Millie Bobby Brown. She can do everything. We, we turned down Saturday Night Live. I don't have fucking really? time. Excuse my French, my dear. By the way, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy you went to a wedding. Sure, you got to get out and live your life. Thank and you. That's, thank that's what I tell Millie Bobby. Show your talent. But don't <laughs> give it away, sweetheart. That's what I always say to Millie Bobby when we're in a production meeting. We meet two times a week just to strategize about where this girl's talents can be best used. So what's next if it's not Saturday Night Live? Okay, you want to know? And I'm not, I'm talking out of school here, sweetheart, but I like you. I like Mm -hmm. your new freedom, how you're not afraid of COVID. (laughs) I like it all. But honest to God, I said to her, Saturday Night Live, You would break the record of all-time viewers if Millie Bobby Brown... Let me tell you something, Robin, and I've dropped all my other clients. I I work exclusively on Millie Bobby Brown. From the moment I wake up, Millie Bobby Brown, that's my mantra, and that's what I do. I am dedicated to this girl because she deserves it. Well, she is And Lorne Michaels wants her because he ain't fit to sniff her bowel moment. If Ooh. I can be so bold. <laughs> that is bold. They, they don't pay you. She don't need Saturday Night Live. So what's next? You're going to. Okay, I'm going to tell Saturday you. Saturday Night Live. 
Millie Bobby Brown was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers to play quarterback. <laughs> Don't you laugh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> You're out of your mind. I'm not. They want her. They want her. That's when how did they see her, you know, tossing a I'm football? Josh, I'm joshing <laughs> with you, but you could believe it for a second because she's doing it. <laughs> Let me tell you, Millie Bobby Brown knows more about sports. Do you know the network called me for her to take over for Al Michaels when he wasn't feeling well? That she would really? announce a football game and she could do it. You see, did you think she could rap? No. Did you no, think she could do Amy Winehouse? Absolutely not. And Millie Bobby Brown is going to be bigger than Oprah. And I'm not talking about weight. You're not talking Millie, her weight, are you? <laughs> she got a perfect body. And that's that's the truth. I knew when she was three, she'd be perfect. You could tell from three tell. that she that's was right. going to be beautiful and that's perfect right. body. Absolutely. You got some eye for talent. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> that's what I'm known for. She, you know, uh, this uh, this gal you got running uh, Sirius XM, lovely gal. Jennifer Her name, Witt. Jennifer Witt. Yeah, I spoke with her. She call yeah. everyone calls. They all want a piece of my Millie, mm. and they offered Millie Bobby Brown twenty different channels on Sirius XM, <laughs> Pandora, and Stitcher. You know, they, fuck Team Coco. We want Team <laughs> Millie. And Team Millie would bring in subscribers more than Howard Stern. And you no, think? All the, absolutely. You think if Millie Bobby do, Brown. What kind yes. of show is she going to do on uh, Sirius? Millie Bobby Brown could do a little show. Uh, this little fucker, she can. She, have you ever seen her do uh, street magic, Millie Bobby? No. I didn't know she yeah. did that. She is better already at this age. Than David Blaine at Street Magic. Yeah. That's saying a lot, you know. Yep. And she got a busy agenda, this girl. I got her booked up in movies. I can't say which ones. After Stranger really, Things. There's nothing to announce after all this time. It took seven years for this final season to get Final broadcast. season. We got that going. That ain't shit. That ain't nothing. She's going up into a space with Elon Musk this summer. <laughs> Millie Bobby. <laughs> Uh, and she's great. You know, we found out she's immune from COVID. She's got perfect she DNA. She doesn't even, she doesn't, she doesn't even, even catch COVID. She does, she, we, she never caught COVID. That's what I'm telling you. Wow. And she's already funnier than Dave Chappelle. She got two stand-up specials coming out next month. On, what? on, on, on net, yeah. She's better than him. What did she get for her stand-up? And, and she got, I can't disclose numbers, but believe me, it's a high nine figures. And Millie's should, got Should a, Dave be upset? Who gives a shit? <laughs> He's yesterday's news. Oh. Um, she's got, um, she got a country album coming out in the fall. Country? She also uh, has a biz, a side business with her parents where they flip houses. They buy a what? house, they fix it up, and then they flip it. And uh does she and, do and some of the work? I mean, is she, she a that does good? the work? She 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 can tile, she can roof this girl, she uh she even won a hot dog eating contest at Nathan's on July fourth. This girl is unbelievable. She's I have never heard of these all of these different talents being in one person. 
And here's the secret why Millie Bobby Brown is the most talented lady. And I'm using the word lady now because she's a, you know, she's a grown woman. She's a grown woman now. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And she makes her own decisions. She's not she Britney Spears. She still listens to you? Or you got to listen. That's number one why she's successful. Uh-huh. I told her you do stranger things. And believe me, they made her audition. I didn't want her to, but she did it. And this girl's got talent up the wazoo. She, you never, have you ever heard her play guitar? No. She plays already better than Eddie Van Halen. She's oh. already better than Eddie Van Halen. Stop it. My biggest fear, I said to her, you stay away from that Nick Cannon. Because pregnancy <laughs> will ruin your whole career. This guy will fuck you. And, and I talked to her that graphically. Because, really? look, look, she's got to be told the right from wrong. You understand? Right. But Millie Bobby's got so many options and people who want her time. My biggest fear is she's working too hard. Do you know she's got 10 dates booked? She's the new drummer for the Foo Fighters. Do you, have you ever heard her play drums? Now, stop she's already that. better than Taylor Hawkins. And I hate to stop, say it. God stop, rest stop soul. that. I'm I don't even Taylor, want to hear that. I'm a big Taylor Hawkins fan. But Millie Bobby Brown plays better drums. And you've seen her on The Tonight Show. She can rap better than any of these guys. She can sing better than Amy Winehouse. And she plays yes, drums she's as definitely good. definitely good. But I don't I'd know. Say, Drums are, are I difficult. wish I could get her in here, but right now she's on the phone to Greta Thunberg, who's uh, uh, discussing climate advice with Millie Bobby. Really? That's right. This girl is a savant in every way, shape, How and form. How did you find her? I found, that's a funny story. And by the way, I uh, hope she doesn't mind me talking about this, but she's uh, she's in the Ukraine because of her fantastic ability to be a military strategist. Now, this might come as a <laughs> She's shock. She's running to you. <laughs> the opposition in the Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, she's friends with everyone in showbiz. You know that she's going to represent Johnny Depp in his next civil lawsuit already, and she <laughs> hasn't even stepped foot in a law school. That's how bright wow. this gal is. I'm exaggerating on some of these things, but I got to tell hope you. So. Yeah, and she's a lovely gal too. And Ukraine she hasn't needs lost. real strategists, not and uh, she's polite. Bobby Brown. I'm her agent for all these years. Every year, she remembers me on my birthday. She she built me a rocking chair out of really? she chopped down a tree and built a rocking chair. And when I had my hernia, she operated on it. She oh, stayed there in the it. operating room next to the doctor, making sure things went. This is a lovely gal. Well, you know, as uh, girls get older, they sometimes get rid of the people who manage them no, as children. No, I got no fear of that. I got this girl signed to the work contract you ever saw. <laughs> but uh, that's my business. Uh, but she's a lovely, lovely gal, and uh, I'm proud to represent her. And no conservatorships for her, nothing. Everything's no, great. This girl's got her head screwed on so straight, I can't even believe it. I mean, uh, she's a good kid, and uh, she's turning into a lovely lady, and uh, she uh, dresses appropriately, sexy, but not too sexy, understand? She well, I heard to... her complaining about people trying to over-sexualize her yeah, as she got older. Well, you know what? 
I said to her, sweetheart, you know, I don't care what you look like, if you got great tits and ass or whatever, try <laughs> to be a lady, and that's that. what I do. Well, I, oh, I no. talk to my people about that. Does she have she, parents, or does she just have you? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm sure she does, but I'm not interested in them. Uh, they don't have You have never talked to the parents. Yeah. Oh, this girl. Uh, you asked me how I discovered her. Yeah. At three years old, she she used to pull trains with her teeth. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? With I've seen rope. that act. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said this is a special kid. I didn't even know if she could act. I said once I saw her pull a train with her teeth, I said this is a girl I want to be involved with. This is a great gal. First, you you found her in the circus, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's a good girl. And she's a good girl. And she got her head screwed on straight. And, and know, what I'm, about I'm, this relationship? You okay with her having boyfriends and dating? Jake, the Bon yeah. Jovi kid, yeah, he's good for her. Sure, yeah. you know, I, I mean, uh, she likes him. He's a sweet boy. I mean, we'll see what happens. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. But you got to manage that, right? You oh, want her to yes. have a career. Yes. Hey, she, yeah, yeah. I don't want her brought down by anybody. You know, she's an industrious kid. You know, she's got her own landscaping business. This is crazy. <laughs> she's building said, houses and flipping them and I, I landscaping, said, Millie, too. Millie, I'm your agent. You're making a ton of dough. You don't need a landscaping business. She says to me in that cute accent, well, sir, I like it. <laughs> I like landscape. <laughs> you know, it was me wow. convinced her to, 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 to shave her head for Stranger Things. They never even had that idea. No. And this is my plan. When you saw her originally in Stranger Things, you went, that's an ugly kid. I knew she was beautiful, but I wanted it to be a surprise to the American mm -hmm. audience. I said, ugly yourself up in Stranger Things. And then when you go on with Jimmy Fallon, the people are going to go, oh, oh, look at you looking all pretty. So there well, there's this, that's a plan, I guess. You you're worked a genius. that one out really well, yeah. Yeah, you're a genius. Thank you. All right. Well, keep going, because we can't wait to see what she does next with all this talent. What she's doing next is negotiating gas prices with the Saudi Arabians. <laughs> wow. I didn't Good know luck that. with that. Yeah. What's up, Debo? And then I got to read you what uh, the fans had to say in the moment. You know, I, I do like to read that. And I was going to talk to Richard about this. He was telling me a shitting story that was, but I'll save that for next week. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. So gross. Was this a recent occurrence? Yeah, I'll tell you on Monday. Please hang in there. Yeah, Debo. Hello, Howard. Hi. Hey, I was just calling in to uh, see if you watched the preview for the new Kristen Stewart movie, Crimes of the what? Future. I haven't seen that, but I've seen her walking a red carpet recently somewhere, and she had her titties out. Yep, yep. That's what I was calling in about. Didn't know if you saw that. The pictures are all over the Internet. She's looking, she's yeah. looking great. And the oh, movie looks phenomenal. God. Yeah. That is one sexy girl, Kristen Stewart. 
I believe she. Yep. Oh my God, she. I I don't know what what turns people on, what turns them off, but I, for me, that's a sexy woman. What is JD popping up for? Well, I I know about this movie, this Crimes of the Future. It looks pretty fucking crazy. (laughs) It's all about about like. it's all about like body mutation. <laughs> it's sort of like set in a future or something, but it's all about body mutations. And, uh, there's like a, a shot with like a, a, a guy with a bunch of ears on his face or something. I uh, love ears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very important. <laughs> well, is she naked in it? That I don't know. I, uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure. I mean, well, I don't understand what the movie. You said you you know something about this movie. You saw a guy. He told you. Head he with ears you. on it. He said <laughs> it's about a bloody mutation with a guy with uh, 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 ears. Uh, uh. <laughs> what don't you know? What don't you understand, Robin? Not <laughs> a fucked up, bunch of fucked up shit with the body. All right, let me alone. Let me tell you something, JD. I don't know about Robin, but I'm sold on this movie based on what you said. <laughs> I'll send you a trailer you know, later. If in my lifetime, if I ever come out with another movie, the trailer would be you coming out and explaining to the audience what the movie is, and it would it would make everyone uh, happy. Everyone would have to go see it. Sure, whatever you say. Here's what here's what I here's here's something somebody just gave me. Crimes of the Future is a David Cronenberg movie. He's known okay. for his bizarre his bizarre yes. films. Yes. yes, love him. And. Um, and the trailer for Crimes of the Future is now on HowardStern.com, so you can w- watch it for yourself. Oh, great. There you go. Okay. How is it has, that? And I'll it, then figure out what JD is saying. It has you, it has earned an R rating with violence, grisly images, and graphic nudity. So. Great. <laughs> I think she is hot. Yep. I th- Are you lesbian, uh, Debo? No, but I can admire beautiful women. Boy, oh boy, you know, as a man, uh, as a man who was overlooked by a lot of women, like that would have been, like if I was in high school and she was in my high school, I would have been like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I want her. I wish I wasn't such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, you know what I think is funny? Can douche. I make one more comment? I was a douche in high school. <laughs> I was douche. a douche in college. I'm still douche. a douche. 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 Yeah. Douche. Douche. Yeah. Douche. <laughs> uh, but Debo, you're right. Kristen Stewart, uh, yeah, Kristen Stewart is hot. There's no question. I've, I've, I read sometimes comments on, um, Daily Mail when they put up a picture of Kristen Stewart and people are like, oh, she's not hot. And I'm like, fuck you. Let's see who you're with. You mean she's what does not it have hot. to be? What, let's see what you're with. What is, you. Let's see you. There you go. That's even better. Next time I'm going to say that. So let's see you. <laughs> and and whenever she's JD, am I right? Whenever she's like on uh, promoting a movie, she's always in a sexy outfit, right? Very like, tight. Like the, it's at least tight for sure. Tight, tight, short skirts, and also like her shirt always appears to be almost falling off of her. Or it shows off her belly sometimes too. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. too, sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yeah, too. Some, <laughs> come on, JD and I are bonding, Robin. Don't. Uh... <laughs> Kristen yeah. Stewart does have a three star rating on uh, Mr. Skin. Just FYI. What does oh, that, that mean? Oh, great nudity. <laughs> oh. Is that right? You know what? Yeah. I got to go on there and look at that. I don't think I've ever. What, what is she nude in? What movies? 
Oh gosh. Uh I know there's a movie see on the road. Okay. Uh, Kristen's bra comes off to reveal her j- <laughs> to, re- <laughs> to reveal her jiggly little juglets while she mounts oh her man. <laughs> while she what? While she mounts her man. Nice. Little juglets. I think that's the same movie, I think, where she gives like a hand job to the two guys. I'd have to double check that. But Mr. Skin should be in jail. He's so creepy. I love him. I, I, I was on his side the other night. And boy, it's great. I looked up that girl we were talking about that came out with David Spade to present. Oh, Shahi. Uh, Shahi. I looked her up. Boy, she's oh, naked yeah. in a lot of stuff. Yeah. That was good. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just you want Mr. Skin? Descriptions. Yeah. Read it to me. Under a see Kristen's right roundy as she lounges in bed, then the full on rackage when she gets up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. Kristen goes topless in the truck while giving a double tug job to two dudes. That's on the road. <laughs> How did you miss that movie, Howard? I know. Where where have I been? I'm busy with that stupid Obi Wan. <laughs> I want to see her give a hand job to two dudes at the same time. Uh, yeah. Boy, you know what's great about her? Like, she doesn't give a shit. She'll be naked. Good for her. She's a free, free woman. She's so free. I wish I could be free. If I had a big cock, I'd be free. This little cock of mine enslaves me. Maybe Can't you'd show- be Nick Cannon with a big cock and oh, impregnating man. nine women and you know, having 500 <laughs> I'd, I'd, kids. I'd be right there with Nick. I'd have 500, I'd have 500 children. Robin, if I had a big cock, you'd be pregnant right now. Big dick energy. Right. Oh, here's it. Here it is. In crimes of the future, humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. Cool. Oh, that's what uh, JD said. Yeah. Yes. That's why I was. So what movies is Kristen Stewart naked in? Say again. Oh, hold on. I got to go back. I was trying to look up uh, On the Road. road? On the Road's the big one. Uh, That's the one with the two, the two, the two, the hand job. Uh, JT Leroy. She's naked in that. Or Kristen looks at herself topless in the mirror. Mm. Uh, A movie called Seberg or Seberg. S-E-B-R-G. Seberg. Seberg. Kristen shows one boob when Anthony Mackie opens her blouse and the pair gets frisky. Nice. Uh, Only one boob, though, huh? In Personal Shopper, uh, Kristen has her heart checked while she's topless. <laughs> and oh, that's... Is it a, you mean she goes to the doctor? I guess so. <laughs> takes her shirt off and the guy's checking her heart. Does he come on to her or is it... Uh, that I don't know. I, uh, it's not a porn, Howard. <laughs> well, come on, Robin. Well, that could happen in a regular movie where the doctor gets... Di- the doctor gets turned on or something, or maybe it's her boyfriend. I don't know. I think it's against the law in medicine. And I love that she's a lesbian. I think it's so hot that she doesn't fuck any guys. You know, then the fantasy is like, well, if she did, she just fucked me. That'd be good. <laughs> in Lizzie, she strips off her maid's outfit, showing her breasts and threatening Mr. Borden with an axe. Mr. Who? Mr. Mr. Borden. Borden. I guess about Lizzie Borden. Oh. Hey, who knew she did so many movies? Oh, yeah, she does a lot. Wow. Where are these movies shown? I mean, I don't remember the <laughs> oh, big yeah. Lizzie Borden. 
<laughs> I haven't seen one titty. She does, love, she, does, she does love to do like indie type movies. Yeah, cool. Smaller movie. Those indie movies means naked. <laughs> indie equals naked. <laughs> High budget films are all afraid. They all want that PG rating. Yeah, PG thirteen. Yep. yep. Fuck PG thirteen. I should never. We should boycott PG thirteen. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the update, Debo, on Kristen Stewart. And thank you, J.D. Howard, can I ask you one last question? Oh, quickly, quickly. Quickly. Have you seen The Real Housewives of Dubai? Uh, ten minutes of it. I don't care about them. I don't like it either. I wanted to, just wanted to see your thoughts about that. Mm. I didn't the only like it good either. one is uh, Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. I agree. Thank you, Howard. Thank you. Right. Do you, you know that's not the most watched one? I'm telling you what the good one is. That's it. I'm just saying that. What's that's the not most the watched? Most watched one, The Housewives of Atlanta. I don't watch that, and I don't watch New York either. Bunch I was of shocked because you always talk about Beverly Hills, and so I was shocked that it wasn't uh, the number one franchise. That is the biggest group of idiots I've ever seen put into it's. Be, it's better than the Three Stooges, the fucking Beverly Hills Housewives. They are moronic. Each one is more pathetic and damaged than the next. You don't get that kind of television everywhere. Trust me. The, each one is a knucklehead, completely void of humanity. Not even the good sense to hide their wealth as they get robbed over and over again. You imbecile! You can't get that kind of moronic television anywhere else. You can't. Maybe some of the candidates for U.S. Senate, but that's it. <laughs> All right. Look, I didn't even read you the fan feedback. Let me see. I know. Uh, you some got carried people, away with Kristen Stewart. I don't even want to read you this. What? Because some of these people think it's great that you went to this wedding. Robin revealed that she went to a wedding. I was shocked. My wife is shocked. Everyone's shocked. There's a woman who's, you know, in a battle for her life. She's had chemo. Uh, the, the, her doctors have told her she must not even get a cold. And well, that she, was when I was on chemo. And I'm very careful on chemo. Okay. Okay, what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no one no one knows what you're up to and she hid it from me. I didn't she, hide you it. Hide it. I called you before. Yeah. And you had to go. Uh good for you, Robin, for going to that wedding. Oh yeah. Well, she's lucky. So far no symptoms. I understand needing to protect your health, but you also have to live your life. Well, she ain't gonna have a life to live if you guys keep riding in. <laughs> you, you think I'm waiting rare... for them to approve? You took a rare calculated risk, unlike Gary, who was running around so much it was only a matter of time before he got COVID. Yeah, well, that's true. <clears throat> Thank you. Congrats, Robin, on stepping back into the world. On the other hand, Gary needs to scale it back. Yeah, Gary's just like, you know, give me COVID. Throwing I don't give a shit. to the wind, yeah. Right. So many people are out and about without getting tested or wearing masks. Robin took careful steps before attending the wedding. Mm, I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Gary going to all those concerts without a mask is way worse. <clears throat> Here's a fan who uh, agrees with me. I don't understand how Robin comes down on Gary for going out. Yet she went to a wedding and didn't tell anybody. That's very hypocritical of her. Gary had a point. Look, I did well, tell. I was going to tell. He got off the phone. He was running into a building. 
A lot of fans were upset, Robin, with Sal because uh, he used his psychic powers to connect with Ronnie's dad in heaven, <laughs> and they didn't like him. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I, and oh, you did get one uh, celebrity who uh, sided with you too. I should mention. Uh, Robin, it's this one says, go Robin, go, and it's signed Meatloaf, Meatloaf. I knew it. I knew and here's Meatloaf another one. would be on my side. And, and Robin, live your best life, Herman Cain. Remember Herman Cain? <laughs> he was a great, uh, man. Look, they went to rally. <laughs> this was a, a group of 200 tested people. More than uh, 134,000 new COVID cases were reported yesterday in the United States. And you know what five, I'm worried about now? 500 See, people died. Yes. I understand Yay! that. But this monkeypox, have you seen that? Millie Bobby Brown is working on a cure for that. That's why she couldn't <laughs> be on the show today. She came up with a cure for monkeypox. Believe it or Good, not. Because it girl. looks, I mean, my skin crawls when I see it. I know. Me too. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm staying like, in my now, house. Now there's something else to worry about. I guess I'll be staying in again. Yeah, I'm almost thinking COVID's fun compared to monkeypox. <laughs> really? Yeah, what is, I, I saw the gross uh, skin lesions and, and like these, these like wart looking things. You know, juicy Pox. Looking, you know, they look like you could squeeze Pox. them and all this crap would pop out and they cover. I mean, they're almost, you know, wherever you get it, they really cover the area. I don't so know what like, it feels like. It's horrible. Looking. Does it itch like chicken pox? That's what I don't know. I haven't read about the symptoms, but looking at it looks terrible. How is it spread? I think through sex. Isn't that what I heard? Oh, is that? A well, all right. I'm. God, but, you know, any then. kind of leaking no, no. stuff that goes into a wound, you probably could get it from that, too. But does I Sal realize, on it, so I know what to do. Does Sal realize that feelings are not facts? I have known other failed entertainers who have pivoted toward unaccountability of talking to the dead, which is ultimately a land of make-believe and fantasy. Uh, Howard, I refuse to believe that Sal got through elementary school. He is breathtakingly <laughs> stupid. Sal must be an acronym for stupid-ass loser. He should make like a tree and leave. Howard Sal is a terrible person at talking to the dead. He should stick to what he excels at, sticking M&Ms and coins inside his dick pouch. There you go. My cock is gone! By the way, I was talking to John Blitt. He said that Sal seemed very down yesterday after he screwed up contacting Ronnie's dad. He felt he didn't do a good job. Well, he didn't do a good um, job. I'm glad no, that he thinks about, he you know, what he does and evaluates it. Do you want to say something, Sal, about your failed attempt at really learning anything about Ronnie's dad, or were you down yesterday, or do we have it wrong? I mean, I was disappointed, but um, I felt like I was somewhat put on the spot. True, and, that is true. Uh, and I was. Did you prepared. try later? Did you talk to uh, Ronnie's dad later? No, I wouldn't waste my time talking to Ronnie's dad later in my day. No, I have oh. better things to do. But if I was maybe perhaps put in a situation where I could meditate and do it properly and tree hug and with my, you know, a little psychedelic breathing, I could. Uh, he can do it. Sal is gifted. Breathing. Oh, shut John, up, John. John, what do you know about this? Go ahead and so make your statement. I know that Sal is completely gifted and he has not yet become fully in touch with his gift. Believe me, I've seen it. I saw him connect with Cinnamon and this was 100% real. I think Sal right. fears his gift. And 
I'm going to work with him. He's going to contact so many people. Starting working with, with you, Frank. John, John, yes. uh, you say you were there when Sal contacted the late Cinnamon, the dog. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, and you saw powers like you had never seen in a psychic. Do you feel it was startling? It was incredible. It was, it was so in touch. He closed his eyes and answered questions and was truly in touch. He went to the other side. Like, I think Sal is like, you know, those professional skiers who do the, 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 the steep kind of things, the steep. Yes. Yeah. He's just about there. He's ready to take that plunge. He just has to be honest with himself. And he's right there. I think he's, John would be a great psychic because the bullshit flows. I don't. There's no bullshit, <laughs> bullshit there, man. bullshit flows like, there, like an avalanche when this I, guy talks. I promise you there's no bullshit I'll there. I'll tell What's you amazing, what, John. John, yep. I admire you. I admire Thank your you. judgment. The next <laughs> Please, time Howard. we do this, the next time we do this, Sal will put his head on a tree so he can join with the tree's molecules. Yep. And we'll get a real reading and we'll see if you're right when he talks you know, to Ronnie's he, father. Yeah. You know what's unique about Sal? Not only can, can he communicate with human beings, he could communicate with animals, which to right. me is, is I very special. I could communicate for a with psychic. assholes too. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Listen, be in touch with yourself. Why are you making fun? John, why are you making fun? Sal, why are you making fun of John? He's a because believer. He's patronizing me, I, Howard. I, I, swear I don't think he is. He seems sincere. I mean, uh, oh, he's, he's as sincere as my asshole. Are you kidding me? This Listen, guy. I talk to him, yeah. I take what I believe seriously, and then he turns it into this circus. I don't turn it into anything. I write exactly what you tell me, and yes, I'm blown now, away by it. You're saying you're convinced I could do this, you're convinced I could do that. I've never... I've never said that I could do this stuff. I've never claimed that I could do this stuff. I, I say that... I said that I can speak to who I want to speak that's to. That's right. And that's and, it. Uh, yes. And then you're throwing uh, yeah, Ronnie's father into the mix, putting me on the spot. It, it upset me because Sal, I, I who do it. would you be comfortable contacting for us? Uh, <laughs> that's because a I believe question. John is on to something here. I think if you expanded your powers, you could contact other people that you weren't necessarily looking for. I do believe John is right. You know what, you know what Bobby Fisher said? Go he ahead. said you're a shithead. He said I'm not a master <laughs> chess player. <laughs> Gary Kasparov said I'm not a master chess player. And what is he now? Master chess player, Sal, you're a psychic, and you have those incredible abilities, and I promise you this. Embrace it. Work on getting a new microphone. You sound like Zoom from 2020. Embrace your gifts. Yeah, John is I'm broadcasting saying. from the bottom of a well, by the way. Because oh he's in <laughs> really? Yeah. He sounds like my local news channel when COVID first broke out and everyone went on Zoom. They just sent me a new mic. So I don't know what to say. Shove it up your ass. It doesn't work. <laughs> Listen, don't don't change the, the subject. You're an incredible psychic. Howard, I'll work. I'll think about who I could possibly contact. Somebody that I would want to contact. Good. I will, and and if I can, I'll I'll work with someone as well. Maybe I, I'll reach out to Scott Schmarin again because he put me under that. Um, uh, he put me in a hypnotic state, which enabled me to speak to uh, other people in the past. Right. You know what? You don't need that, Sal. It's just you. You don't need to be put under. You need to believe in yourself. And that's what it is. I promise you this. You know, Sal, if you start believing in yourself, you could be bigger than the Long Island medium. Because <laughs> everyone knows you. Everyone knows you. Oh my God! Can Howard, you imagine all the readings? I don't you want would get? any of this. This is not my. This is not my goal in life. This is if someone wanted, if with. someone wanted a private reading from you, Sal, 
right. what fee would they have to pay? Zero. I would never, it? ever, ever take advantage of You would never charge like for your gift? Oh, no, never. Ever. Not That's let's, say I, let's say, God forbid, I had a, a child that was no longer oh, alive and I needed horrible. to cross the bridge. Could I just give you a couple of bucks? Maybe you could help no. me out with that. No? No. As you a matter of fact, I had a dear friend who lost a child recently and I just went to his home and I just sat with him for several hours just to comfort him. Cause Did terrible. you put him in touch with his child? No, I did not. But... You were probably contacted, but you maybe felt funny about letting him know that. No, I did have a dream the night I spoke of the son. This is what night. I'm talking about. You had a contact. Yes. And what I was did, the contact? What happened? Yeah. Well, the son looked very, it was interesting, and I'm, I'm going to go back to the family. Um, the son resembled uh, the little brother in Elf, who played uh, Will Ferrell's little brother in Elf. Right. So the son showed me himself, and then he showed me that scene. I believe possibly that there might be a connection there so i'm going to go back and just let well, them know that this is had... important information the family is grieving and you've had contact on the other side with their son in dream form dream and, form i uh, saw the son and i saw the, and he showed me the scene of elf and i th why I, in I, god's name are you withholding this information because he's scared I'm not he's, scared. He's, I'm going to share it. You know, these are John's very good right. friends of mine. You're scared. You're scared. I would be scared if I had those abilities. Hearing things, hearing voices, dreaming, you know, uh, talking with people from beyond. Putting your, you know, put it, imagine, John, you put your head on a tree and your molecules start binding with the tree. How can you I mean, be one with a tree? He connects. He feels the molecules come into his brain. He is at one with the tree. He could communicate with vegetables, trees, with animals, dead, alive, in the, everywhere. In the clip yesterday, Sal said he he could connect with anyone. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, but, but, but this is for me. This is for myself personally, Howard. Not when will you sit down with the gain. family to let them know how their son is doing? When I see, when I see them next. When I see them next. Was, I see uh, that now. Now we must record this conversation as the no, uh, as your buddy no. pulls out a gun and shoots you. Oh God! No, he won't shoot. <laughs> Are you crazy? You I've better not go to leave them. Those they, people alone. No, leave those people gonna, alone. They're my dear friends, and she. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The, even the mother. They're the sweetest people, and it's it's it's. If I lost a child me. and Sal Governale came up to me and said, "Listen, I I've, I've made contact." I with had you, a so dream. I would I would beat you up. So you better just uh, I'm stay not gonna, out of it. And Howard, I'm not going to do anything like that. But I'm saying to right. you, when I left the house. His, his mother was saying, like, how, she goes, I wish I could see him in my dreams. And I said, in time, you will. And then that night, I did have Oh, dreams. you advised the family. You did. No, you I said, in time. Them. No, she said, I wish. She came to me unsolicited. I wish I could dream of him. And I simply said, don't worry. In time, you will. Well, and if you in believe a way, in you I, make what a, I believe in. No, in a way, you make a good point. I can't imagine a parent wouldn't be excited to hear that their late child was a fan of Elf. <laughs> and that uh, they are now in heaven. With Elf, with Elf, the Elf movie. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's not what an I'm amazing... saying. I'm simply being honest and telling you my dream. No, no, I understand. That's all I'm doing. I'm just telling you what happened. If I didn't have the dream, I wouldn't tell you. I'm just telling you that something happened there. John, and what do you make of this has dream? To be a reason. You know, I think you know who was scared of his gift? Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he was yep, scared right. and he accepted that's true. it, okay? So I think Sal knows who to share his dreams with and knows who he doesn't 
who he shouldn't share his dreams with, but I think he should share his gift to anyone because there are people out there who are in need. Who are in need. I shouldn't share anything with you, you fucking nitwit. Listen, Sal, I'm on your side. That's, that's where this all starts. He says he believes, you. but he believes in you. you he believes fucking, in you. You are, the, you are my evil spirit, John. If I would have kept my mouth shut, none of this shit would be going on Listen, right Listen, I keep your secrets, Sal. I keep your yeah, secrets, right. and I believe that you're a psychic. I believe that you have these abilities, and I believe that you have a gift that needs to be shared with the world. That's lay it. Off, lay off the shrooms. I, They're fucking with I, your head. No, it's, it's, I, I'm not on shrooms right now. I can't wait for be. Sal. I can't wait for Sal to meet with the family to. Uh, and, uh, I'm you know, not going. Listen, I've I, been there in supportive family, a wonderful family, and this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. I'm just telling you, I had this dream, and I'm close enough to this family to, in time, to say, "Hey, something happened." I'm just curious if there was a, a you know. Let any, me understand the dream. The kid appeared. But he's, he was showing you Elf, the movie? So the kid appeared. He's just standing there. And then he showed me a, the scene in Elf, the movie, when the little boy is sitting next to Will Ferrell at the dinner table where Will Ferrell chugs soda and burps. And I saw the little boy, and I'm like, wow, that resembles this person. And I'm like, I'm just curious if they're, what that but what connection does it mean? could be. What does it mean? Well, what it could possibly mean is that when I was sitting with his father, we were going through videos of his son, great videos on dirt bikes, motorcycles. He was going to be a police officer. He showed me his son dancing at weddings, and it was just a lot of fun, happy things, and we were sharing a lot of memories. So I think that maybe his father might have joked with his son or the family might have said, hey, you know, you look like that kid in Elf. Like people have told me I look like Ray Romano. So that's what it could possibly mean. It might not mean anything, but if that is what it means then that was a true connection that his son is saying, hey, you know, I'm in a better place. I sent this message and um, it's just a, it's not a coincidence. It's just a beautiful sign that he lives on. And that's how I see the whole what, thing. What, 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 why did I hire you again? I forget. What, what made me think that you could work with me? In, I uh, did my cock cheese on Richard's face. Once, oh, that's so. right. That's right. That's right. I'll be going to the zoo with Sal to communicate with animals. This is one of our projects over the summer. Uh, wow. that I'm very excited for. Yep. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yep. All yeah, right. Well, I hope you don't stay outside the cage. Really go for it. I'm going to yeah, feed yeah, you yeah, a fucking polar bear, John. <laughs> put, you, put Sal in the cage with the animals and see what happens. Nice. <laughs> you can control them. Uh, Howard, if you, if you believe in what I believe, it's pretty simple. If you, I could never believe in what you, you believe. It has to be simple room. if you believe it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, I'm sending you a wedding invitation. <laughs> the next person who gets married, you're going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, Howard, if I said somebody in this room right now was right there and you could see him right. physically, All right. you would well, believe Sal, it. Listen, uh, listen, it's my belief. I, I, I don't want to share it. I admire John Blit, and if John feels you have genuine powers, I believe it. I, 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 I have a hard time with this, but maybe you're the one in a billion. He is. You'll that come around, is. Howard. I do not claim any of this. These We're not saying you stuff. do. We're not no. saying you do. It's and I like, don't want to be pigeonholed as a It sounds like you are. It sounds like you are, though, when you say you These connect my, with your dead dog. Yes, that's my the personal beyond. time. That sounds like my, psychic abilities. Me personally, I guess, well, yes, if you want to call it you that. You are a no. psychic. You're a I'm psychic. not a psychic. Then what are I'm you? Able to, I'm able to expand my consciousness and yeah. communicate with the other side. That's all. What is a psychic? psychic? What does a psychic do? 
A psychic foresees the future. I, uh, you know, no, I don't a psychic expands his consciousness and talks to people on the other side. All right. Well, they, you're you a know. psychic. Sal, yep. face and it. I think if, don't uh, eventually it. Sal will see the future. I can, if he keeps on working oh, at it and gonna, working on it, you're going to see the future right it. after this show. <laughs> you're going to see. You're going to see the future for sure as soon as we see? get the fuck off the air. Already, he does. Yeah. He has the powers to see the future. And and uh, can you're I make one see suggestion, stars, John? Can I say yeah. one suggestion to you? Yes. Do not punish the whole world by keeping your vast powers to yourself. <laughs> That's what Obi Wan Kenobi did, and it got him into a lot of trouble. Yep. I and never one thing them. I hate, and I know you admire me, the one thing yes. I hate in the movies is when super superheroes refuse to use their powers. And you should use your powers for good. And there's so many people you could be helping. I could, I'll see the future. I could see Madison Square Garden filled with people looking for your guidance and looking for your powers so that they can get resolution in their lives. Get, get a conclusion. A closure. And find them. A closure. A closure. And I think you you should, I think if you're for real and you're seeing, uh, children and dogs and touching your head to a tree and bonding with the molecules, then you've got to use your powers. You got to. You got to, Sal. A molecule is an atom. Well, we'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah, you, you said it yesterday. When you said a molecule is an atom, I was a believer. <laughs> a molecule is an atom. Right. <laughs> I Whatever. It's energy. It's fine. Um, I'll hug a tree and I rest my forehead against the tree. That's you know, right. after I hugged that tree, I went into the house. I looked into the mirror and I had a red spot at the center of my forehead my third eye chakra was awakened it was a it's your red energy it molecules the energy and i say molecules specifically but it's your energy and I'm remember when I, remember in the superman movie when he gave up his powers he got his ass kicked in that diner remember it was pretty sad yeah. use your powers yes. Go you know it. i I saw Sal hug the tree over Zoom. All right. And no, I got when it. he finished with it. it, he was all glassy-eyed. It was incredible, I'm telling you. It's oh, he, a did real thing. It. he did see it. I had Sean document that, Howard. We yep. can, There's video really? of it. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not bullshitting. Well, Listen, yeah, I'm not, not fucking lying. bullshitting. I just want you to know this, that I take this very seriously, and I don't want to be... This is not a joke to me, Sal. All right? You'd be great for the circus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a joke. Just saying. Well... All right, Sal. Congratulations on. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for. This I don't know new... what I'm being congratulated for. <laughs> I'll tell you what. First of all, be gentle with your friends who lost their child. Oh, I know that, Howard. Of course. You know, it might come off the wrong way. I know you have psychic abilities. And can he read a room? Can he know whether he should keep going with a story or not? I don't even know that he can read, let alone read a room. <laughs> I can't read a book. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I played you a tape yesterday. The guy couldn't, can't, couldn't can't say. Tankerous. Yeah, can't tan can't, tankerous. Can't tan tankerous. Sound it out one at a time. Now I could say cantankerous, right? Cantankerous. There you go. There you go. Right, but can it was written down as cantankerous, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. <laughs> cantankerous. Cantankerous. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Well, there you go. Sal's got some ability. John has seen it. John Blit. He's been with Sal when it happened, and he is a believer. You know how I feel about this stuff, but. According to John Blitt, he's seen Sal in action, and he's a true believer. Well, yeah. listen, and I spoke to Leslie West the time I was under. and uh, I remember. I think, yeah. I re- that was just, a great moment when you brought us back to Leslie West. 
scratching and, um, the surface. And 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 John says that Sal is scratching the surface, and that uh, he believes Sal has psychic powers, and will encourage him to use them, so that he may help others. Uh, Sal's had an amazing experience with his friend, where he went home and then had the dream. Sal has lifted from his bed and has found himself on his ceiling. I have over uh, 100 dimes. You're right. He's found dimes in the street, which are... What happens when the world goes completely digital, monetarily? Will you be still finding dimes? Or well, he'll see birds. Then? Of course he will. He'll see birds. <laughs> so a red cardinal on my deck just the other day, right on my deck. And Sal also says he... In all seriousness, Sal says he is not a psychic, but he can communicate yes. with the dead. So there you go. Another another unbelievable thing out of Sal's mouth. He's not psychic, but he can communicate with the dead. We all can, Howard. How about that one? Okay. We all can I'm waiting. We just I'm wait some people refuse to do it, and that's fine. I'm just saying what I, I can do and what we can all do. Just open up your mind. Be aware of what's going on. And you John, you're nodding your head. Is this true? Uh, well, I think it's true what he's saying. I don't think it's true that anyone could be a psychic. That's what a humble psychic would say, I think. But he can do it. He's projecting right. to himself. He can do it. And it's fantastic. And I see your vision at MSG as well. He will save lives. He will help people with depression, drug addiction, people who weren't able to say things to loved ones before they passed. Do you think you seem to I'm know something help about you it. too, John? Do you think it's not a joke? Uh, what? Go ahead, Howard. Do you think Sal? Opened up his mind and his brain fell out. <laughs> I don't appreciate that joke. I don't think so. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, John. You're thank welcome. you. Thank uh, you. Have a nice uh, week. Right. And Sal, if you see anybody I know in your dreams, please let me know. I would Absolutely. like to know. Absolutely. Thank you. But All right. And go back to vaping. Is three. The, this guy the, vapes. The every, he, he can't even stay on the air with me without vaping. Yeah, I know. I saw him take well, a drag. You know, my anxiety, my adrenaline goes up when I talk about these things, and then I need a drag. All right. They won't help you with that, your friends on the other side? No, no, they won't. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people wrote in about uh, Chris Wilding crying on the air yesterday when he heard Post Malone's song Circles. There's a whole bunch of stuff about that, but I, I got to end the show. It's It's been very emotional listening to Sal. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and, and and a lot of people wrote in about Benji's personal life. I feel for Benji. He seemed very sincere this morning. I hope he's all right. Howard, how about a Benji dating game? Help you guys out. Uh, help your guy out. No, I mean, I don't know where that's going to go. Benji will find his own love. I love Benji, but I think he's a little too picky when it comes to women. He needs to just find someone he connects with and enjoy his life. Well, I've talked to Benji about his love life enough that I know Have he's you? very, yeah, he's very concerned that, uh, about monogamy. He's, you know, he's a bit of a stud and Benji. loves to fuck. And, uh, he's not sure he can be monogamous because ah. he has tremendous needs, huh. tremendous manly needs. He's tremendous appetites, as you know. Now, Robert. meanwhile, none of these appetites are being satisfied, right? He's home beating off, yeah. That's right. <laughs> makes perfect sense. There you go. Everything makes sense when you really think about it. Well, all right. Listen, we covered a lot of topics today. We had a good show, Robin. 
Try to stay safe, Robin. Please, no I'm weddings. I'm not going anywhere. I'm All right. here. All right. I'll take you uh, at your word. Here comes Robin. She hears that <laughs> wedding music, and she's a sucker for it every time. She'll risk her life. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.